What do we call on the show this year? This is the Patriots pregame show presented by Duncan. Patriots chinwag. Patriots before the game show. Jones, he's throwing it toward Hey, it's the Patriots. The Patriots pregame show is your source for all the latest news and information before every game. He took it to the house again. Here we and go. The Patriots take the lead. With Hardy. Let's talk to Roy in Delaware. Hey, let's go to Delaware. Mike Dassault. You got to be smart to be a smartass. I guess. Okay. I'm not smart. I'm dumbass is what I am. Paul Perillo. Let me throw this out there. They, they, we we don't mind on this. Before we get to the fun. Sure. I mean, who, who likes fun more than me? And Tamara Brown. Daniel Jones is drafted. I'm like, did y'all only draft him because he looked like Eli? Like, I'm so confused. Patriots Nation, welcome to the Patriots pregame show presented by Duncan. I can't wait. All right, welcome in Patriots pregame show for the third and final preseason contest between. <laughs> See, now Mike Dussault has been in here celebrating the uh, anniversary of the release date of the fine, fine film, The John Cusack Vehicle, Better Off Dead. <laughs> vehicle. V- v- vehicle. Vehicle. And, uh, and uh, recreating the impersonation of Howard Cosell, and I'm going to have that on my brain all night long. Good. All That's going to help us. That's oh. going to be our, our crutch. Maybe instead of two mentions of Jaws tonight, we'll have two mentions of Better Off Dead. That would be great. Um, but, but Paul's out on this because I doubt Tamara's seen it either. So I guarantee. Just the two of us. I think the movie came out before Tamara was alive. Oh, I'm sure. By 15 oh, years. Of course. Quite yeah. certain of that. No, no way. We're all jealous is all we're saying. Okay, <laughs> Tamara? She wasn't even a glint. I, lo- I look <laughs> at somebody like full of hope and promise and have their whole lives and careers ahead of them. And I, I feel such disdain and, <laughs> I was and anger. En- I was thinking envy <laughs> toward them. But you could go disdain? <laughs> no, I really, I, 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 resentment. Yeah, well, that's a good word. Resentment. I, res- I resent. How dare you wist- be young. Wistful. You know, no. Ooh, no. Remembering of He's going down the crossword days gone now. by. <laughs> Let's start with Tamara. How are you, Tamara? I'm great. How okay. are you? I'm doing good. Um, so... Action. I don't think she's great. I no. said some sarcasm yeah. there. <laughs> right. Why? Just because right. I said because I started the show by saying I resented her very existence. <laughs> thick, you got to have a thick skin in this business. Better you learn it now. I think hey, it's, old I think, man River. <laughs> I think it's just more of like I'm sick of the preseason. Oh yeah. Well, imagine if we had two more games to go. Oh, I'm oddly Pain. like energized and optimistic about this Patriots team and we'll get into why um, and it has nothing to do with this game tonight I, I am in lockstep with you that the preseason is largely folly but there are a lot of good position battles going on tonight a lot of good roster battles going on tonight battles so there are a lot of things a lot of things to look for but I think we can treat this as kind of a looky loo toward the regular season too yeah, well, you know what a word. I don't know what that means exactly because I don't think there's anything going on tonight that's going to maybe be a looky loo to the regular season. <laughs> no, I'm it's just saying we can talk about the regular. We can talk about the regular season. I got you. I'm if you on, want yeah, to talk about this game for two hours, <laughs> got, have a yeah, good night. No, no, no like you're right. You're no right. one wants to talk about the game itself, but I do think you're right. I think there'll be some bubble guys to watch tonight. Um, yeah, and you know beyond that, you know like just the roster breakdowns, yeah, that kind of stuff. That's it. All that stuff. That's I it. will say something I'm really excited to do tonight is seeing Mapu because we have not seen him play in a preseason game yet. Okay, um, that's exciting. Let's get to that in a couple of minutes. We're gonna do. We're actually gonna do things in the order we're supposed to do them. Yeah. Okay. This week, as okay. opposed to last week that when I good. screwed everything up by doing the keys to the game. Unbelievable. 
Why did you leave the keys up on the table? You wanted to. You've waited all week for it. The whole team's in the locker room right now just listening to this, waiting to hear what you're going to say. Without these keys, the Patriots are destined and doomed to fail. Here are Hardy, Paul, Mike, and Tamara's keys to the game. Why did I steal your key to the game also? All right. uh, Keys to the game without these keys. The Patriots could. Oh, this is a must-win tonight. The third preseason is a must-win game for I uh, think it is. It's, it's now or never. The preseason's over. You lose this game. <laughs> if you yeah, lose this it. game, you finish with a losing record. That's right. Nobody wants that. No one wants that. Especially not the Ravens. How did it get, What was the official uh, record of the Green Bay game? Did the Patriots win. get the win? They got the win. Did they get the win? They got the dub. They, did. they, pulled, okay. it they, they pulled it out. They hung on. It was considered a win. Okay. All right. Um, Yo quiero a win. <laughs> So let's begin in the order in which they are in this piece of paper in oh. front of me. Keys to the game, starting with Mike Dussault. Yeah, and they got the right one this week. So I didn't, I didn't try to be a little silly with Hardy and Rhyme them, but um, last chance to pop. Just want to mm. see some, maybe a new face, maybe somebody, you know, show something we haven't seen yet. There'll be some guys on the bubble, like Paul said, that'll, you know, maybe get a chance to play a bunch. It doesn't sound like a lot of the starters are going to play. So um, I don't want to eat into Paul's, but I think that there's definitely something there. I'd love to see maybe one of those big guys up front uh you know have a maybe a game that makes you think i mean what, what are you going to learn but maybe some just a little bit of positivity somebody shows something keon white pop douglas those guys have kind of shown a little bit and, and you know marty mapu maybe it's him okay all right yeah i want to talk Last more chance. about mapu later in terms of his role and you, you talk know, about your pool in the old time, sorry we're getting punchy already here oh my god you're an absolute like caution that? michael i did like that <laughs> I don't think anyone's caught that. Samara gets me. It's fine. It's my style. I'll save it for later. (laughs) Paul, what is your key? Uh, My key is the offensive line. Mm. And I know that there's still a lot of moving parts in terms of injuries. Good sign that we saw Micah when you back on the practice field. Um, Hopefully he has enough time to be ready for week one and he can get out there. Um, But if he's not, some of the guys, and I said this last week, that are playing, that are playing now, might have to be part of the offensive line at least um, on a temporary basis at the start of the season. So I would like to see that come together a little bit more cohesively than it was last week. I thought it started off okay, and then it gradually got worse. Then Trent Brown left the game, and obviously Stuber gets beat um, for the strip sack, and that ended Mac Jones's night. And I think part of that is the reason why we're not going to see Mac Jones tonight, which I disagree with, but... I, I think it might have something to do with it, according to some of the people in the know um, on, on the Twitter machine, or sorry, X, um, <laughs> talking about um, the, the, the personnel usage. So I'd like to see the offensive line. Some of those, uh, Antonio Maffi, City So, um, you know, Riley Reef at, at guard, I'd like to see it come together a little bit better, just in case some or all of those guys are needed come week one. Okay, well, uh, that plays right into the first part of my multi-tiered key to the game, which, since they are playing in the Music City, mine is Moo Sick Sit E. Uh-huh. All right, now you see Why where I'm going with all this? What, are you quoting somebody? What is that? Quotes. M- music quotes. City. Oh, Music oh. City. I thought it had something to do with uh, city, the pig city, in an city, urban sound. setting. Music sit that's, that's e. I think that's it's city, a, so. I think that, it's actually an urban crocheter now, Paul, because it's right. not a sow, yeah. it's a sow. Needlepoint. <laughs> Do you know what do you know what moose stands for? Uh, the Omega moose. No, oh. what what? <laughs> We're lambda 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 and Omega moose. The words are simple. It's I gotta be me. I gotta be free. <laughs> so I say oh, I gotta be, be me. You too. You. 
Uh, move refers to what Tom Brady once uh, called his uh, fat uh, his offensive yes, lineman. Get out, get over here, and protect me, you fat cows. Oh, yeah, that is correct. That was rude. a direct quote. That yeah. is a direct quote. What Tom Brady once said to his offensive Dan lineman. Dan so, was not happy. Is that true? Oh yeah, that fat oh, wow. shame. Okay, that's I didn't. Like, know. Come on, that's not, that's not cool. Not uh, cool at all. So the the move refers to yes. Let's see some progress on the offensive line. Got I love it. that. Okay. Sick. Let's be mindful. Of the guys who are going to come down with the Foxborough flu <laughs> here. This is the time of year. Am I right or am I right? Oh, there's a, lo- there's a lot level. To this. There's layers. There's a lot to this. Layers. One. And then the subtext in the cities. <laughs> and then sit e. I have no idea if Ezekiel Elliott's going to be playing oh, any football, O-E. but why not just keep him in bubble wrap so he doesn't get hurt? Music sit e. Music city. Wow. That's what you see. Uh, there's you no really off position on, on the genius switch. It's on. <laughs> Morell says we need keys to the game a couple of days ago, and I'm like, boom, music city. What does Brilliant. that mean, Hardy? I don't know. I'll figure it out by 5.45 on Friday. And look at that. You sure Boom. did. A lot I of layers. I like to be a fly on the wall in your brain. So oh, God. Is, what, what is happening? There's a lot of room to move around. There's <laughs> uh, quite a few flies in there. Graphics guy said, what does Hardy's key mean? I said, I don't know, but he says it makes sense. Yeah. and it. He probably didn't he know until five together. minutes ago. Uh, where, and where's where's our graphics guy now? Does he want to apologize? Who I mean, does he You want get to... it now, huh? Now you get it. He said no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Fair so, and uh, understandable. All right, Tamara, your key to the game tonight. My key to the game tonight is let's get this show on the road. Let's just finish the game. No injuries, no chaos. Just get it done so we can get into the regular season. Like, no one wants to talk about the preseason anymore. We're over it. We're so over what, it. So what is, We're over it. what is the show? The season. The real season. Oh. Let's get this show on the road. Okay. All right. I, I We're see. wasting time. Okay. <laughs> well, Especially show. if the starters really aren't playing tonight. Like, Not for them, the Tamara. The they're fighting for a job. They could be out of work in three days. <sighs> have, a, have a heart. Have a heart. <laughs> it is a pregame show. It gets me to laugh You're in every jail. Time. <laughs> <laughs> there are, believe it or not, there are tens of people listening and watching right now. Tens and tens of people. I don't I, know. Some of them have been weighing in on Better Off Dead already. Well, I mean, not well. One, and it's our webmaster. But but some <laughs> but someone is weighing in on it. Well, and it's my, <laughs> it's a relative. But still, Tamara, I'm with I'll you get though. You later, this Dad. like. This whole preseason, and it weighs on me every year, but I was having the discussion with somebody. I said, look, I think the best we're ever going to get is adding a regular season game, then taking away a preseason game, maybe doing, and this was this was my idea that I came up, you do the first week of training camp at home, you do the second week in joints, everybody does a joint. Uh, I'm in, I'm in on that. For yeah. sure. Hey, hey. <laughs> Every team has joint practices with another team, right? And then you get the – oh, my goodness gracious. I'm posting. Okay. Our show is live. <clears throat> uh, then you get that you know, that buffer week before the regular season starts. There you go. So yeah. there's only two of these. I, I truly question the value in these games other than guys who – and far be it from me to take away an opportunity for a guy to get a job. I, I understand that part of it. I do not believe that the coaches need this game or three of them to identify who can contribute to their football team. I, I, yeah. I'm sure they can do it in two. My guess is they could do it in one, and something tells me they could do it with none. Yeah. Well, and, and, oh, what do you do? How, how do you just go into the season playing games? I don't know. It's not baseball. You don't need to warm up your arm for a month. You know, it's it, it's it's not 
that seriously, yeah. it's not it's not hockey. It's a different sport. You go from the the sport itself is all about going from zero to sixty all the time. That's how that. the game is played. Yeah. So why can't you? But what like why can't you play the regular season like that? Camp, you know, a, a week of joint practices with somebody, get some some real hitting in and get some competition. And then you go. Yeah. You just start playing games. I like Paul. Paul had a pretty good suggestion this week on PU. You're like kind of staggered weeks maybe and, and well, one I was and three wondering if, if it if you guys are right, Fred and uh, you are on the same page, it's gonna be two, right? It's gonna yeah. be two eventually in eighteen regular season games. So I would keep it the way it is starting week one, the way the same week now like August fifteenth ish, and then go two weeks and have the second game with you know, so you could have joint practices with somebody if you wanted to. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe even two two separate joint practices if you want. Like, you know, however you wanted to do it. So you go week one and then, like, week three. And then you still have that two-week buffer. Oh, I 10, see. 10, 11 10-11-day buffer between the last preseason oh, game and okay. the regular season. All right. Because we were wondering, if you went down to two games, would you push everything back? You know, so mm-hmm. it goes, like, week two and week three is now. Or would you do it? Week one and week two, and then it's a long gap for the regular you. season. I don't know. I don't know what you would do because my guess is they're going to keep the start of the regular season where it is, the week after Labor Day. They don't want to mess around with Labor Day. They don't want to play on Labor mm-hmm. Day. No. No. Um, yeah. Which I don't know how the NFL played for so many years on Labor Day weekend. It didn't fall apart, but they will not go back to that. <laughs> I don't we'll think. will never go back. Well, I and I think they're. Over are, Macho Grande? <laughs> <laughs> never over Macho Grande. I think there's too many places now and i don't want to get into any kind of a climate change discussion but it does seem like there's too many places in the north that play outside where it's just a little too warm to be playing football outside in august or early september and if and if that continues to be the trend the last thing they want to do is put a game that matters earlier on the schedule i mean for all we know it could be 90 degrees on uh, you know Labor Day weekend, and you don't want to be playing football on that if you don't have to. Yeah, maybe we can depends on where you are. Because right now, yeah. the past couple of days here have felt like fall. If you're oh, in Miami, she's not happy about it. Yeah, Th- well, that's it, right? Miami, hot. Maybe we could do Always. no games in September in Florida too. That would you know, yeah. keep it cool. There was a year I, I want to say uh, one of the Pete Carroll years, maybe ninety seven, ninety eight, where they opened on August thirty first. The oh, first wow. game was August thirty first. Hmm. 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 Don't check it. Just, just, <laughs> just believe me. I, love um, that. I will tell you. Uh, they beat six days. They beat San Diego. San Diego. Mm. Want to say like bad. And and 41, if we, seven. So ish. if we if we do, Drew. if only there were a way I could look that There's, up. You'll never know. If we do bump out the regular season to eighteen games, and we and we don't start earlier, we just go later. Oh, Do we get that Super Bowl of President's Day weekend <laughs> leading into that Monday holiday? That wouldn't be bad. You guys, you guys, you guys are nice really thing. looking for that, huh? What do you think? I mean, I honestly think the NFL would be against it because I, th- March. I think they get a lot of play on that Monday after the Super Bowl being a business day for most people. August people 31st, it, 1997. How are you going to say don't check it and you checked it? 41-7. <laughs> Look, we can argue about this later, but we have to go behind enemy lines. Let's go. Come on. You know the view from New England. We go behind enemy lines. But what about the view from the other side? And that's why you're our favorite uh, pregame show uh, guest yeah. every year. You guys know you tell everybody that. Oh, yeah. I was on with you guys in 2018, Thursday Night Football. Yep. And I was told I was the favorite guest of the show. <laughs> nope. No. Time now to go behind enemy lines. My God, it's coming right for us.
Joining us now, uh, Teresa Walker with the AP at Teresa M. Walker on Twitter. Excuse me, X. Uh, here with Hardy, Mike Dassault, Tamara, and Paul Perillo. Teresa, how are you? I am good. Uh, let's just say that I'm sitting in my car on the AC before I have to make the walk across the very, very hot parking lot <laughs> here in Nashville where it is it's hovering around 100 degrees. Wow. And that's not counting what it feels like right now. We were just so it's a bad time to probably tell Teresa that it's thirty degrees cooler here. Yes, <laughs> yeah, but it's crummy here. You know what? You don't want to trade places with us. It's funny. We were just having the conversation about, you know, the regular season and what happens if if uh, uh, you know it gets extended to eighteen and they take away one of these preseason games. Playing any earlier in the season would be detrimental in a lot of climates. Uh, it sounds especially in places like Nashville. Well, at least for the next couple of years. Remember, the uh, Tennessee Titans are going to break their breaking ground next spring-ish on a new stadium that's going to be enclosed. So they'll have AC. So uh, that'll make it a little bit more bearable. They're targeting 27 to have that building open. But, uh, yeah, certainly for the next four years, it would, you know, if that happens, it will be hot. And, uh, yeah, I'm really glad I'm going to be in the press box tonight. Because, guys, they're also debuting their uh, new artificial surface. And I'm really curious to see what that does to the temperature that feels like down on the field. Ugh. I, I, we, when joint practices got canceled, that was, like, the first thing I thought. Because when we were up here, it was, like, one day, I think Wednesday, Thursday, it was, like, 114, Stacy said, down mm -hmm. there at the time. So uh, glad we missed out on that. But uh, just curious, Teresa, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, the Patriots, a lot, a lot of fans were, were clamoring for him. He ended up with the Titans. Just how has he looked this summer, and, and what do you feel like he's brought to the Titans? Well, uh, let's put it this way. He has been a godsend. Uh, the Titans probably oh. needed him more than anybody else. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but uh, the chemistry, you can see it really building between him and Ryan Tannehill over the last two weeks particularly. Uh, I mean, this is a guy who just has really great hands. Uh, you know, uh, Dave McGinnis, who coached in this league for a long time, works for Titans radio these days. He, he referred to them as bear traps. You know, so, uh, you know, that it's been fun to watch now the sad thing is Traylon Burks got hurt last week in uh, joint practices with Minnesota so that burgeoning chemistry and and that option on the other side it will see if he's back in time for the start of the season uh, in a couple of weeks but he has been everything I think Titans fans had hoped for and this is a fan base that saw Julio Jones come in and just kind of be a whimper and a blip and a oh yeah he's hardly around uh, Randy Moss uh, played half a season or so in 2010 here at the end of his career. Uh, you know, it, it, Andre Johnson made a brief appearance. It, his biggest catch, I think, was a touchdown that helped them win in Detroit. So there's been a lot of receivers come here at the end, you would think. And uh, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, he looks to have quite a bit of a chip on his shoulder, determined to prove, no, I'm not done yet. Teresa, do you think that you know, the Titans have seen enough of their starters in training camp and that one set of joint practices, or do you think that they'll play their starters tonight? It looks like Ryan Tannehill is going to be starting tonight. Now, the question is how much does he, you know, do they risk him? Because, you know, Will Levis, is, you know, he's a guy that I really would like to have seen more of this preseason, but he's got a quad injury that uh, kept him out of last week's preseason game in Minnesota completely. Uh, he didn't get it back on the practice field till Wednesday. Uh, so it's like that's a kid that, 
you know, honestly, would like he was starting to really make some strides and then got hurt. So uh, now, uh, you know, I, me personally, after what this team has done, nobody in the NFL has had more players uh, used because of injuries over these last two seasons than the Tennessee Titans. I, I would want to have Penny Hill, DeAndre Hopkins, you name it, in bubble wrap and just put them away until September 10th when they open at New Orleans. Uh, they're, they're not going to listen to me, though. So we'll see how much uh, we actually do see Ryan Tannehill, maybe a Series 2. I can't imagine he's out there in the second quarter at all. Don't you hate when they don't listen to us? You know, <laughs> we, exactly. we have all the answers. I don't know why they don't take our advice any more often, Teresa. But just overall, uh, you know, the Titans, I, I kind of feel like are in a similar spot as the Patriots, uh, you know, with, you know, some transition sort of coming. I'm just curious your thoughts overall. You mentioned Tannehill will play tonight. Uh, do you think he, he will be the starter throughout the season? I know, you know, they have Levis, they have uh, Willis. Do you think he will be the guy for the rest of the way, or is it just a sort of a seat, uh, you know, keeping the seat warm at this point? Well, at this point, the job is his. Uh, the only way that uh, Levis or Willis end up on the field is if there's an injury or it's mop-up duty. I mean, uh, Ryan Tannehill missed five games last season because of an ankle. He had surgery to fix that. He stuck around all offseason to make sure he healed up. He is in the final year of his current contract, just turned 35 before training camp opened. And he's a guy who, I mean, hey, you know, look at Aaron Rodgers, the way Tom Brady. I mean, he, you know, he's a guy who's got to be thinking, if I'm not playing here next year, I need to be playing somewhere. So, uh, and the Titans, let's be honest, they need him. Uh, the one thing that has been a constant under Mike Brable, they have always been playing for a playoff spot in the by the in the last game of their of their season, the first five years, they have been a playoff spot has been on the line. So they are not targeting rebuild at this point. They are targeting playoffs. And the easiest way, I mean, let's face it, in the AFC South is win this division and get in. Your biggest competition is the Jacksonville Jaguars, a team that they were three minutes away from beating with a guy that they signed around Christmas time, and they still nearly win, except for, uh, you know, balls got knocked loose, scooping a score. Different quarterback in there may have gotten the call that it was the arm was going forward. So this is a team that uh, they think they've got a lot of guys in contract years. They, you know, Ryan Tannehill is the guy that they want to be playing as much as possible. Yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned the AFC South. There was a, a much-talked-about breakdown of the divisions, and with the – with the AFC East being, you know, kind of thrown around as being the toughest. In the AFC South, you're looking at one of those divisions. It's like, I don't want to say it's the easiest or contains the the least amount of talent. I prefer to think of it as the most gettable, you know, with teams in that division thinking, oh, there's it's not out of the question to think that you got a chance there, and the Titans have to be thinking that probably as much as, like you said, Jacksonville. Absolutely. I mean, think about it. There's four teams. Two of them have rookie head coaches, rookie quarterbacks that are going to be starting. I know that Houston hasn't quite pulled the plug and said that C.J. Stroud definitely is their starter yet. But uh, let's face it, Anthony Richardson's already been announced yep. as a starter in Indianapolis. Uh, but you've got Trevor Lawrence, who is going into his second season with Doug Peterson as the coach. Uh, so it seems like this is a two-team fight for the division title. And, you know, let's, uh, let's just put it this way. I mean, Derrick Henry runs a lot and runs really well over two teams, the Texans and the you know Jaguars. And the regular season finale this year 
is Jacksonville in Nashville, where they have won just twice since 2011. So uh, it, it's going to come down to these two teams in this division. And, and I'm going to if the, if the Titans can stay healthy, uh, something I've said last year, and that didn't work out. But if they can stay <laughs> kind of healthy, then they should have a chance to be playing for that title uh, at the end of the regular season. I have one final question for you, Therese, before we let go. Slightly off topic. Uh, Paul referred to his brother-in-law several times today. <laughs> this this is a man who is married to Paul's wife's sister. This This is a man married to Paul's sister-in-law. I said, he's not your brother-in-law. What do you say, Teresa? I say no. You're you, you, you now down south. We count that as kin. Yes, but not blood relatives. Yes, there is a difference. Thank you. There well, thank is. you. Sister in law is not my blood relative. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Teresa, best call ever. Thank you so much. You were the my favorite, my new favorite guest. Now on I show. know why thank they you. don't listen to you, Teresa. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. My pleasure. All right, Teresa Hamwalker <laughs> on Twitter. Very good. Uh, with the Associated Press. Thanks, Teresa. It's your kin, Paul. You can say it's that for kin. now. It's my kin. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah, All right. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I knew it. We're going to talk about this a lot more later. I but, can't wait. Uh, no, I want to get. I want to. You want to bookmark that one? I want to get to the phone calls. I want to. I want to make sure we have enough. To, I don't know if we're going to have enough time for all of this. We got to get to the to the over unders sometime Oof. in the next hour and thirty five. <laughs> I minutes. love Hardy's energy right now. Uh, right. I need you to inject <laughs> right? it into the rest of us. I got a little nap. Yeah. Uh, just a little five. Did you take a little nap? A little power mm, nap. You should have had a wonderful oh. shower. Yeah. Oh, I That's had about a it. shower and a shave. These two guys were golf buddies today. They already. They've oh. already had a whole. Nine rounds and nine holes on the course yeah. together. Walked and the carried. Plan was, the plan was 18, but <laughs> I, I, the weather, I, the weather did off not to you guys with that it. rain today. That was, it was impressive. Tough. But you found the window. You're seasoned professionals. Hardy yeah. found a window. He's got a radar He told me phone. he'd find a window. And He's like, now, now, God, now. God, God darn it, he did. <laughs> I was like Denzel in flight. I'm like, there's our window right there. And power up, punch right through. It went bad after that, but that was not his fault. Oh, yeah. It was I, not pilot error. I didn't see that movie. Uh, you didn't see Flight? No. It's really good. He's I love so the good. way he drink like the the way he would he would you know behind the back with the, the nips, the drinks. Oh, awesome. oh did it give you some ideas? <laughs> awesome. Awesome. <laughs> There's like a terrifying plane crash in that, right? Like you're on the inside of the plane crash. Like yeah. I don't really want those visuals in my brain. Well he kind <laughs> of avoids it. Oh no, that plane crashes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, spoiler alert. <laughs> well, I mean, how long ago did that movie come out? Fifteen years? Oh no, not that long. Ten, I'm gonna say ten. I'm gonna say seven at the I, most. I was away. No, again. God. That, anybody anybody no Paul's there. Googling it, don't worry. Google. Oh, I bet I can Google it faster than Paul. Two thousand twelve. Whoa. Eleven years. That was super eleven. Fast. Okay. All right. Eleven. Um, eleven. <laughs> now we go to <laughs> these go. <laughs> Yeah. These things go yeah, I'm down. Good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> These things go down. They can't go up. It's too big. <laughs> Let's go to the phones. We'll go to uh, Cousin Patty and Agawam to lead us off, per usual, on the Patriots pregame show, fueled by Duncan. Hello, Pat. Hey, guys. What's going on? How you so, doing? Hey, Pat. I had a question. I don't know if you guys covered this because my life's hectic, you know, and I'm trying to manage my house, and it's a mess, but um, why do you think the Patriots – didn't try to go after Joshua Jones because I mean, every, I think we all see what the product with the offensive line and it, it hasn't been good. Like, there's no depth. Even I mean, I would have I would have given a fourth round pick and and don't pick swap me for this guy. So, I apologize if you haven't covered that, but what do you guys think about that? 
I mean, I think he was gettable, obviously, for the compensation, but... But do we know that they didn't? Uh, yeah, we Has do there we, been any reports no. that the Patriots no. weren't interested? Not that we've heard. Not what we've heard. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess, you know, I, I, I can't say that this is a great reason, but I think if Calvin Anderson was close and you feel like you're suddenly going to get a tackle back and, you know, maybe you want to see with the guy that you invested in this offseason, but that's the only, you know, explanation I could think of is because we've all felt like, I mean, they're they're they had to put Bill Murray at tackle last week. You know, like they're they're scraping the bottom of the barrel with. Yeah, I mean, on, on the surface, and we talked about uh, Josh Jones on Thursday, I mm-hmm. think, or no, on Tuesday, because no. I wasn't on the Thursday show, and I kind of thought it would be that kind of a trade. Like my first reaction is, why is Arizona with all of these starting caliber tackles trading? Right, just them? giving them away. Yeah, you know, and clearly they're having a fire sale. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're trading guys that are cheap, that are good players, like Isaiah Simmons. Yeah. You know, um, Ollie, they're they're going to pick twice within within probably the first five or ten picks. Of right. The draft so I mean, clearly they have a, a thought in mind, but I, you're not going to get like I I actually I think I suggested there'll be one of those. I think it like yeah they'll they'll trade a fourth rounder and get a sixth back. Yeah. You know, one of those like and it, it ended up being like a fifth rounder with a seventh rounder involved. So. I, I don't think you needed to trade like a four, just just trade a fourth rounder for him. If they really felt like they could have get him, it doesn't sound like it. Yeah. Would, it would have been that hard. I, so I might just let to why wouldn't they want him right now? Maybe because they feel like they're getting healthy. Right. Yeah, that's, but like the Calvin Anderson thing to me, like let's just say for argument's sake, he is fully healthy right now. Yeah. So when is he available? I mean, I guess like and, when you, you know? and what is he? He's not really a starting caliber player. He'd probably be and, a left tackle. And people are telling me Josh Jones is. He started like 10 games last year. Yeah. Right? So, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think Anderson did start some last year for, for the Broncos, but he'd be a left tackle. But I mean, he's been a backup in his thing. career who's filled yeah. in. Josh yeah. Jones has been a starter for the Cardinals. Yeah. Right? I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not missing that, right? No, no. I mean, it's. I mean, I guess it's the question, and it ties in with, with Hardy's thing with the preseason, where you're going to get him when you back. You know, hopefully now he's starting to, you know, had the pads on this week, like, so he's got two weeks. He's probably not going to play tonight. So he's just got two weeks no, of practice to no, get he's ready. Not you know, play tonight. Wow. Uh, Pat, is that uh, does that suffice? Is your question answered? Questions answered. Thanks, Rudy Pat. Makes the cut, and that's all I got, guys. All right. Now Anderson has twelve starts in three years. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and the best he had was seven out of fourteen games last year. Um, so like I know me, nothing about him. So he's a third tackle. That's yeah. what he is. Now he could be a good third tackle. He could be better than Connor McDermott or Riley Reef and then have to start. You know what I mean? Yeah, because they don't I don't I mean the way I look at it, they don't really have a second tackle right now. Exactly. Know? He might be it. He yeah. might be your second best tackle. Yeah. Uh let's go to John in Louisiana. John, you're on the Patriots pregame show with uh, Hardy and Mike and Tamara and Paul. What's going on? Hey, can y'all hear me? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, I appreciate the, uh, taking my call. I got a, got a question away from the game. I got a question as far as, like, reporters. This offseason was tough to be a fan with all the fake news on Twitter, all this person has sources and everything. I'm wondering how hard was it for y'all to kind of write or be reporters this year with all the fake news? And my last question is, I wonder how do y'all feel about, like, Asante Samuel kind of downing the organization so much? It feels like every week he comes out there. All of this and that, so that's all I got for y'all. Yeah, I don't, I don't know specifically what fake news you're talking about, John. I mean, in terms of like bad reporting or like maybe some. Has there been any? Um, well, like with the free agency and the draft this year, it was like so many people like, like 
like how the Odell or like the DeAndre Hopkins thing was, was like, oh, he's a shoe rent that's coming to New England. It's a done deal already. Oh, well, I didn't didn't read that. Yeah, well, I think a lot of it, John. It's it's a good question. I think a lot of it is just deciphering what is put out there as opinion and what is put out there as actual factual stuff. And the only thing that I really feel like I got, you know, a little bit tripped up on was the Ezekiel Elliott contract. And then the more I learned about it and hearing Paul actually break it down, didn't get all that tripped up. I mean, there was. Yeah, a, it's that. That was Schefter had that wrong. That Schefter, was that was that was like quote fake news, um, like yes, John said. Yes, because he had four million, I think, in guarantees, and Schefter had it wrong. Yeah, it's not Sh- that much. But okay, so that was like one thing. But I don't think that's like, I don't think that changes all that much. You know, it did change yeah. things a little bit. But in terms of the other stuff that's out there, I mean, there's so much opinion out there, and we talked with one guy who is like a former, uh, like. I don't know if he was like a, an assistant to a GM somewhere. The guy's down in Florida now. He's got some some experience in the college ranks. I'm blanking on his name, but he makes a habit of reporting things on his Facebook page that are really just opinion. The guy has oh the old offensive line guy. Yes, I heard you guys talking to him one day a while ago. Yes, and he puts things on Facebook. He's like, well, oh, they're really just meant to like start conversation. It's like, but you actually have a background in the game. And I, I go ahead and call it like irresponsible or or whatever. But he's like, no, I'm just having some fun, just trying to like drum up some speculation. So there's a lot of that stuff out there. But I, until you get the official announcement, either from you know a trusted source or the team, I don't think a lot of stuff gets misreported. I I think rumors start to take on a life of their own, but I think most people understand that they're still just yeah, rumors. Yeah, and th- there is always stuff that's going to go on. Like, people are going to say, oh, you know, the Patriots met with DeAndre Hopkins, and some people are going to say, oh, I heard it went really well. They don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. no one knows that. But f- for the most part, I think this has been a pretty straightforward year in terms of, you know, that kind of stuff, rumors and, and whatnot. Now, the other part, the Asante Samuel part, he does not like Bill Belichick because he felt like Bill Belichick was very dishonest with him. Um, frankly, I don't really disagree with him. I think he was. I think he sort of sold him a bill of goods about um, – he, he was sort of assured that he was going to be back. And then I think that they kind of got everything they could out of him that last year, and then they turned around and let him go, and I think he was very resentful for it. I think he has beef with Bill. Um, he was a good player. He was a really good player. And he was a good player after he left here too. He continued to be a Pro Bowl caliber player for the Eagles. He doesn't like Bill, and I see him on Twitter all the time, sort of bashing Bill. That's and that's, he gives and he gives Brady all the credit. Yeah. You don't hear him necessarily bashing the organization, yeah. or bashing his teammates ever. He doesn't like Bill. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's, just, and it shows. Yeah, well, it's just becoming his thing now. Right, and it's, it's like, stick. Do you enjoy doing the dance? And it's right. fine. And that's that's what he's known for now. Is yeah. the guy who doesn't like. Yeah, Bill I Bill. looked up Josh Jones. It, it is kind of similar to he only he started twenty one out of his uh, in three years. You know, 12, two mm. years ago, nine last year. And I know he got hurt last year, which yeah. is why he didn't start more than that. Um, but um, so he's kind of like Calvin Anderson. Maybe they just maybe that's it. Maybe it's yeah. as simple as that. They think Calvin Anderson is just as good and he's coming back. Yeah. He looks like a third tackle. I, This guy was kind of made out to be more than this. Josh Jones. Don't you think? What was he drafted? Last week. He was a first round pick, yeah. I think. it was. It's the last year of his. Uh, well, I don't know if he was a first-round pick, but he was last year of his rookie deal, I uh-huh. should say. I don't know, man. I, I, I think they got some issues, though, on the offensive line. And, I mean, and, and anybody 
you know, talking on PU, we had 98.5's Alex Barth filled in. We had mm-hmm. Fred stuck around, but we had a fun show on Thursday. But, you know, I think anybody you talk to right now, it's like, what's your number one concern? The offensive line. I yeah. mean, I think, you know, everything we talked about with third round, third round pick, uh, you know, with Bill O'Brien, that's that's exciting. That You know, that there's some buzz there about what this offense has looked like and, you know, just that they look like they're all on the same page and that they, Mac has some answers now. But it, it, it all, it's all for naught if – if they can't protect Mac and, you know, if he's under duress and, you know, much less like we talked about tonight, not playing. I mean, you know, I saw, I mean, I pointed out on the, on the fumble where he got like pile drived after the play. Nobody really saw that too. So he took yeah. some shots. And you I know? wonder, like, I wonder if that has something to do with it. Yeah. yeah. Now I think you could benefit. And we talked about this last week in the post game show. He might have to play with some of these guys. And I think that you could benefit from learning how to move around. Yep with a little less time yeah. you know and you don't want to put him in harm's way i'm not suggesting listen he doesn't have to play tonight that's not going to be the end of the world i'm got no problem with it but i'm a little surprised that it seems like the way everybody's reporting it he's not playing at all tonight right i think mike reese has sort of indicated that um in in others i think greg bedard mike giardi i'm a little surprised that he wouldn't play at all last year he played significantly in the the, sec- yeah. uh, the, the third preseason after game two days of joints too. against the raiders yeah you know yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you, Paul. I think it's great to not put him in harm's way, but in in the sense of like getting him used to the, the chance that you might have to abort mission for some of the plays because of your off- offensive line not being as good. So right. I think it's great to be put in those moments of adversity early so that he can kind of get all the... <laughs> they just don't want it to be too adverse, yeah. like break your leg adverse. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I, listen, I totally yeah. get it. I yeah. understand it. And I just feel like the offense hasn't necessarily shown much consistency. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, can 10 or 15 plays at least give them a little bit more? And you know, you, yeah. you might say the benefits of 10 or 15 more plays um, aren't worth it. Yeah, the yeah. risk outweighs the, yeah, right. the potential yeah. benefit. And if that's of the way that Bill looks at it, yeah. And it's like I'm not fine. to like compare to like the Steelers, for example, but literally Kenny Pickett has gone out and scored touchdowns on every single drive he's gone out the preseason. So, like, Cool, yeah, pull him. Don't put yeah. him out there. But, like, we have not seen that from the offense with the Patriots. So no, far and, as, and as much as we want to, like, ring the bell of, oh, they look a lot better. I mean, yeah, yeah it was better. I mean, they but, had three drives, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the only one they scored on started at the 18-yard line. The, the pick seven. <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> yeah. and it needed a third-down penalty to avoid pick pick three. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Trademark, Hardy. Yeah, yeah, trademark. But that's all right. No, it's a great one. You're allowed to you use it. You should sell that. Do you use that on the uh, the sports hub? Do you, have you put that into uh, you know? I believe I've heard out you there use on, that the, on the sports. They I should p- know about your brilliance. I, I probably full have. credit, of course. Yeah. No, well, you know, the, the more you try and tell somebody that you're brilliant, the less they seem willing to believe it. Yeah. Well, you know? in your case, it's true. Sons of I totally. keep telling them, and they just don't believe me. Brilliant. Uh, thank you, Adam in Delaware. Let's go to Delaware. Hi, Hi Adam. Ren. Hey, how you guys doing? Good, good, good. Good. So, um, I just had a question about Demario Douglas. Um, just in our, you know, our history, it's just crazy seeing a, a rookie receiver get this kind of like veteran treatment. And I wonder, like, if um, should he play tonight? Just because, like, we really haven't seen too much of him. And I get it, like, in the joint practice, he's been great, and you know, with the team drills and stuff. But like, you know, what if you know he? You just flatlines pretty much, and then are there going to be, you know, problems or, you know, pitchforks, you know, raising about this guy? Like, hey, you know, why didn't this guy play more to see if he was actually ready to go by week one? 
Well, I think he's hurt right now. Or he's dealing with something. He, yeah. he hasn't really practiced this week, and he, he was going up to the upper practice fields to condition. So, uh, And I think that's why he didn't play a ton against Green yeah, Bay. Yeah, he might I have think gotten on dinged that, up in that play. On that two-yard loss that he turned into it a two-yard game. That's right. You know, that's right. And, you know, the celebration <laughs> ensued. Um, I believe he landed uh, on his shoulder. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm not a doctor, but my guess is that he has some discomfort in the right shoulder. Yeah. And then he didn't really practice this week. I, I would just say, though, generally, like, my expectation is not that, like, he, he's going to be – Third and long, he's the fourth or fifth receiver that comes onto the field. Like, I don't see him playing significant snaps as the third slot receiver. It's going to be Parker, Bourne, and Juju. That's going to be the primary three. They're going to play with the tight ends a little bit. They're going to play with the backs a little bit. But I think early on, it's it's not a, like we got to get Demario Douglas ready. It's just that I think he's going to be all right. It's third and long, Demario. That's your package. Get out there, and he'll have a quick little. But I, I do pass. get Adam's point because. Why would you have a rookie receiver who's trying to learn his way in the NFL and say, well, I'm not going to give him any snaps in the preseason at all? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I don't think he was – I mean, the joint practices were okay, mm-hmm. but I don't think he was overly involved in those either, um, you know, in Green Bay. Red zone stuff he, early, he, but not he was, full team stuff. He yeah. was good. Yeah. He was good. And he's been impressive, I think, throughout camp. Um, most days he's shown up. But I think this last week now, Adam, I think Mike's right. I think he's banged up, and I don't think we'll see him tonight. All right. Okay. Thanks, Thank Adam. Thank you, guys. All right. Take Thanks, care. Adam. Enjoy the game. Let's go to uh, Miami. Talk to John. What's up, John? Thanks for calling in the pregame show. What do you got? Howdy, team. Okay, Hardy, I've got something for you. Oh, um, yes. You know your different eyeball-related rhymes that you implement for seeing things on the field? What's oh, yeah. popular in his ocular? Yeah. Yes. What's uh, what, what's going to make your cornea hornier tonight when you're watching the game? Stuff like that? Sure. Sure. May I uh, submit another one for you? Go, oh, please. What was broadly shown to your rods and cones? Oh, oh, that's the only eyeball, uh, you know, element that you didn't have one for. It's excellent, have, and I do it. Iris one? I do have to. What uh, What's going to cause the virus in your iris? Correct. You uh, for pupil? I do have to. Uh, nothing rhymes with pupil. Uh, <laughs> Orange. I do have to. <laughs> I do have to give credit to former Patriots pregame host Adam Jones Ew. for uh, years ago coming up with a rods and cones rhyme. But he took that with him to his other radio station. It's copyrighted. Uh, I am not allowed to use it. it, John. But thank you, for, thank you. It's you're in good, you're in good company. Though you and Jones coming up with that one. Well, fabulous! It touches my heart that it was accepted into canon. And <laughs> I'll yes, be, uh, yes. In later this season, it was. Uh, yeah, it was part of a custody battle. Uh, you know, Jones. Jones got rods, rods and cones. And cones. You know what? I took peepers peeled, looky loo, popular in the ocular, all of those. And it's it's always the puns that get hurt the most. Oh yeah, and the divorce. Yeah, the, well, everybody wants them. Where do you go? Everybody also wants a great puns. song in uh, Better Off. Van <laughs> <laughs> Halen. But everybody wants some. It's one of those scenes. If you ever watch this movie, Tamara, and you won't, <laughs> I, think, I won't. I think it could be going right now. It could. Oh, look at this! How funny. Better off dead song. I think Tamara would leave the studio. Yeah. It's, Just so she couldn't see. That is a scene in that movie. You're watching it and say, okay, what, what is this? I don't understand it. And it would make you stop watching it. That scene. <laughs> it would, wouldn't it? Well, we're a claymation hamburger comes to life and sings a Van Halen song. What's wrong with that? That's because totally the movie was clocking in at about 84 <laughs> minutes. And they said, guys, <laughs> if, we, if, we, if we want a theatrical release... <laughs> 
we got attack like six minutes out of this. How about a th- how about three minutes of a song? Okay, that'll give us halfway there. Right. How much we, we got to pay to get Van Halen's Everybody Wants Song? Oh, it'll be worth all right, it. It'll be worth it. Otherwise, we don't get the you know the theater release. <laughs> what is it that you wanted to see from Mapu tonight? What do you what what are you looking for? Contact. We haven't really been able to see him do full contact because he's been on a red yeah. jersey. So it'd be great to finally see like we've seen him. And we've heard people talk about how great he is, how smart he is. He picks up everything fast. Like, he can play multiple positions. But, like, I'd actually really like to see him actually do that yeah. with full contact and pads. Without yeah. seeing that contact, yeah. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. How do you choose where you would like him to play other than mm-hmm. just filling the role that is most e- needed on this team? So, let's say he is that versatile and he could, you know, mm-hmm. he proves to be that guy. Where would you play him? He's going to play strong safety. Is going to be what he says. I mean, he's going to be a safety. Like, I mean, I don't. I'd put him at linebacker. I mean, yeah. There's yeah. there's certainly an argument, and, and it's, as a sub linebacker, sure. But I think you know, if he's out there every snap and he's playing a lot tonight, he's going to be probably playing a safety role where he'll do a little of everything. But I think once it gets to the yeah. regular season, you'll be maybe more along Paul's lines, which you know we were we were kind of onto Mac Wilson. Not a great game for him last week, but you know I think all of us would be pretty excited to say, hey. Let's take out Mac Wilson as kind of a dime linebacker, you know, really specific situational guy, and and put Mapu in there. He's got some good size, and that's what I want to see. I just I don't feel like until you see a guy in a game with like mm-hmm. a jersey on and the pads and up against the other guys, even if you see him out there on the practice field, that you really get a sense of what they look like, what they move like in a game, and right. and that's what I that's what I want to see. I mean, we did see a little bit in Green Bay. He popped Tucker Craft pretty good, um, kind of again through the wickets, trying to see it across the field. But there's been little glimpses. But you know, I just. Like Tamara said, everybody's been pumping him up about everything he can do. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's actually get to see like w- what they're going to have him do, and not just live in this fantasy world of he's going to do everything. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, I love the idea of using him at linebacker, just because, you know, somebody who is versatile with some speed that can hit. I mean, why wouldn't you want him in that position? Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like last week, you know, we talked about the the Packers game when the run defense was kind of shaky and Mm -hmm. I think we all agreed it was bad but we all agreed that we didn't really care like it wasn't anything long term that we were worried about because of a couple of reasons number one I I just feel like you can scheme it up and stop the run you know if if it's really a problem Um, but more so you know you had Lawrence guys out and and Barmore's in who's not necessarily going to be a run player and more importantly Mac Wilson's in for Jawan Bentley. And we had a great moment, Hardy, on Tuesday where Mike and Evan and myself at the same time had, like, our new surprise cut candidate. And we all said it at the same time, Mac Wilson. He looked like he was really struggling. And I wonder if they put him out there. To, I mean, he's like a third-down sub-linebacker. He's a good athlete. Yeah. And occasionally he can make plays, you know, in that regard. And I wonder if – if Bill said, okay, we know we can do that, but can he do anything else? Like what if Bentley got hurt? Could we put him into could a bigger Could we put role? him in there? And I yeah. think that might have been – you know, maybe I'm reading way too much into it, but that could have been an audition yeah. for him last week. And if it was, I, I, I think he, he didn't fare well in it. And I, I wonder if he's expendable. You put Mapu more as a sub-linebacker. You get a guy like – you know, we have like some bubble watch stuff here. Um, just handful of guys. I, you know, I saw Evan, you know, had a bunch of guys um, this afternoon. He tweeted out. Just tend to keep an eye on. You know, you see the Sean Wade's, Josh Bledsoe, Ronnie Perkins, those kinds of guys. Like, I think J.J. Taylor is in the mix at running back right now. I just haven't been impressed with my guy, Kevin Harris, who yeah. I've sort of been wanting to see more of, and I haven't really seen it. So I wonder if J.J. Taylor 
maybe has put himself in front. We saw a return from Ty Montgomery this week at practice. Is one. he healthy enough? Can he get in the mix? Yeah. Um, I don't know, but I look at some of these, these positions and I wonder, can you take a Calvin Munson and put him on special teams? You know, make him – like I kind of had a mere speed tab for one mm-hmm. of those special teams spots. I'm not sure there's – I'm not, you know, based on Bill's answer to that Amir Speed question. Right, developmental player. Devel- developmental player. I thought he was kind of dismissive a little yeah. bit. You know, I don't know. I, I, I think there are some bottom-of-the-roster guys tonight. These are the guys we're going to be looking at, a little bubble watch. Yeah. Be curious if Pierre Strong gets out there. He was, you know, the concussed, we think, and then red jersey first practice this week, out of the red jersey the second one. So he's he's probably my favorite of all those guys. I mean, not, you know, my personal, but the favorite for, in my eyes to – to be that fourth back maybe uh, with Ramondre and Zeke and, and Montgomery, who I still think is going to play a big role. Yeah. Um, you want to do, uh, do some quarterback talk? Do you want to talk a little bit Our more? Our team? Yeah. Mac- yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Which team? What, t- what are we talking about? Might as well. I don't know. Jimmy when, G? I don't know. I don't know when Paul has to leave for his chin wag here. But, uh, I believe that's 7.06. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, we got time. <laughs> so we got all the time in the world. Plenty of time. So, yeah, those are the guys I'm looking at tonight, though. Like, you know, Mapu, I think, is a good one. You know, can we see him, you know, get get involved a little bit yep. physically? That'd be uh, – Ferkser. I mean, you know, Ferkser. him and Sokol, like those two. Ferkser. Like, what, like, are they going to be in the mix? Sokol's or, another you know, one on this list. Sokol, yeah. you know, those – I think they need that – that role and it's just from watching practice it feels to me like when they say we're going early down run work that that they're going to want to have Sokol out there with with Hunter Henry I think that that might be the duo and then you know you wait till second third down to get Kasicki involved another guy that I'm wondering if he's going to play tonight well not going to play tonight because Mapu Mapu I hope he does play tonight but Ezekiel Elliott I'm like he technically hasn't played in a game either so i'm wondering do i need if to refer you back to my key to the game oh yeah Moose there was an e in there sit e <laughs> sit, e. sit e for sit, sit e. ezekiel elliott thank you thank you for putting that in my mind <laughs> whether it makes sense or not it fit the pun so but that's I, part I, of the key i hope he's out there since he said he feels healthy and he's ready to go i'm hoping that i'd be okay, okay with or that. or I'd be okay with to Teresa's point do you put these people in bubble wrap and he's included in the bubble wrap group and you just don't play him tonight Okay, so J.J. Taylor is on that bubble list right now. Yeah. You have to know what kind of role Ezekiel Elliott is going to play. I, unless you're convinced, if you know what he is, mm-hmm. even without him not taking any you know, meaningful reps with this team, then fine. Use that to determine whether or not J.J. Taylor is going to have a spot uh, in this offense. Is that fair? I think it's but fair. But if you're, if you're not sure, then I think you do have to play Ezekiel Elliott and find out you know, what what – what he's going to give you is he right now, Paul, if you had to guess, how is Ezekiel Elliott used in a healthy running back core for the Patriots this year? I think that they will use him as like the the secondary guy and he'll get series here and there. I think he'll be, you know, a red zone guy, a goal line back. Okay. And uh, I think maybe occasionally on third down, you know, you'll see him out there. My question about him playing now, whether or not he plays would be conditioning. You know, he, mm. he missed a lot of the summer. If Bill thinks he looks like he's up to speed, then I see no need to play him tonight. But if Bill thinks he needs, you know, he could probably benefit from getting knocked around a couple of times yeah. and getting three or four carries, by all means, do it. But, you know, a veteran like him, I don't think – like, Mac Jones is in his third season. Like, to the emailers, uh, the caller's point a little bit, you know, Demario Douglas, rookie. Like, these guys can benefit from yeah. – preseason snaps 
a healthy and ready to go Ezekiel Elliott, I don't worry about. But the only thing is, and he even talked about it the other day about you know kind of being antsy when he was out and not yeah. necessarily uh, you know just wanting to get back into playing shape. And if mm-hmm. he feels like he's in playing shape, then it's a I'm good. Fine it's with a it. good question that just I'd love to maybe ask the players. What I think of it. It's just like do running backs. Do you feel like you need it? Do you feel like as the as the at that position? Because I th- you know I know. Playing against the run, you'd like to see a little contact just to see, like, all right, are we getting a push? Are we able to get guys down quickly? Um, but as a running back, do you do you want those hits, or would you just say, you know what, look, I'm going to take the ball and I'm going to run with it. I don't need to, like, take any more unnecessary hits than, than I have to take. I don't know. Interesting. I, I just I think it makes it a little more complicated when you're talking about guys like J.J. Taylor and, you know, what their, you know, what their involvement is going to be, what their availability is going to be. I, you know, it impacts a lot of things. But if you know, you know, and you know how you're going to use them, then it, it may not factor in. I just think there are a couple of instances, rare occasions, when a preseason game can give you some meaningful information, and this is one of them. So yeah. I, I, I think it could yeah. be useful. And yeah. I feel like even in another person in the running back group, Pierre Strong, it's like we haven't been able to see some meaningful information because he's been in concussion protocol. Yeah. Allegedly. Um, and so I think that no, not allegedly. He oh, it's out in, there. Yeah, okay, no, he was in concussion yeah. protocol. So now that he's back, it's like, okay, are we gonna get to see enough out of him today to like potentially help to see if he makes the team? It's like I don't know. I think he's a real X factor, and I mean, when we had uh, we had Barth on um, the show on Thursday, and, and Evan and Fred were still sticking around, and they were both like really kind of pumping up JJ Taylor, and and I know he looked good last week, but I just I'm like, if you can't, if he couldn't get on the field last year when they were just had had nothing, and they wouldn't play him. Like, what has happened between then and now that makes you think that with and then, improved depth that now he's got a shot? Like, I, I like the player. I just don't know if they like him. And they felt like they, they like had to go out and sign Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. You know, and they did, I mean, they didn't even give him a sniff last year without – I mean, they ran Ramondre into the ground. No, so I, It's I, like I, he, he fumbled against Tampa. And that was it? Two years ago. Yeah. And hasn't really been in the mix since. Because <laughs> he had – I mean – Let that sink in for a second because that's about right. He yeah. fumbled against Tampa. I, you know what? I'm gonna two years he, ago. I'm going to look up his, his and he's he, been on the pay no mind list game by ever game since. Stats. <laughs> is this his fourth year? Because I feel like I. I it's I, a, and I by guess the way, was, it, that, that's not just a Belichick is, thing. This like, is his fourth year. Yeah, because I thought in 2020 he had a game, maybe three, four games into the season that were that were pretty good. He had a couple big carries, I remember, and you felt like maybe there was something there. And yeah, but I mean, this is not just a, a Belichick thing. Remember Amendola. One time dropped a pass from Brady like in week three, and he didn't get the ball again until week <laughs> 15 of the following season. I mean, talk it, it happens to these guys, and I think this case, it's obviously a, a case of the coach making the decision, but I mean, it doesn't take much. <laughs> you fumble the ball at the wrong time or drop a pass on the wrong play, and no. you're out. I just, You're out. I I just think he they, they see him as a as a good little practice squad player that can give them a look. But at the end of the day, when it's third and long, that they're just like we just we can't play a guy who's whatever he is five six one eighty. Yeah, he only you know? got in one game last year. Yeah, ten carries, nine yards against Indianapolis. Um, but after the Tampa Bay game, so that was week four of twenty twenty one. He's played in three games. It's, it's, he, he, he played in week seven, nine carries, 21 yards. He played in week 10, six carries, 11 yards. And then he went from week 10 of 21 to week nine of 22 no. without being active. Yeah. Wow. 
um, and then played that one game against the Colts. So he really has not had a chance to play uh, any meaningful reps yeah. since that, that Tampa Bay. I think he caught a, a screen in that game and fumbled on it. Um, I just have a hard time really banging the, dr- the, the drum for, yeah, for him I, to I mean, the team. Like, it is serious. I mean, he's how many games has he played total? You asking, or are you just <laughs> stalling? Now I gotta pull like, d- Depending on availability, 12, though. Twelve like games in his career, he he really has only had two productive ones. He had four carries for twenty-eight yards in his first game. Uh, he had six carries for thirty-eight yards in the blowout loss on the Monday night against Buffalo mm-hmm. in twenty twenty. Other than that, he's like below four yards a carry every game, and a lot of those are below two yards a carry. That's why Pierre Strong's intriguing to me. I, I mean, I, I'm with you on Kevin Harris, been a little disappointed. I just find it hard to believe they cut Harris and Strong. Like, I think at least one of those guys. One of those guys will stay, and I think roster. it'll be Strong. Yeah. And you can always, you're going to get the other one on the practice squad. Yeah, they, well, they cut him last year, right? Yeah, if yeah. you want him, he's yeah. going to be on the practice squad. Yeah. We're going to step aside for a moment. We want to thank Duncan. Are we taking a break already? We have to, That's not allowed. Holy smokes. It hasn't even been an hour, but, uh, you know, it's. Ah, I, do you want me to go five more minutes? Do whatever you want. No. Let's no. Take a break. We're, no, we're going to take a break, and I'm going to enjoy some of this uh, Duncan iced coffee. Uh, remember, it's always game on with Duncan, which is why grabbing a coffee is the most important game day ritual, especially for an 8-15 preseason kick. Uh, the best call for football is Duncan, the official coffee of the New England Patriots. America runs on Duncan. Get in on the action with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the New England Patriots. New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Isn't it time to get exactly what you want? Welcome to Red Hot Deal Days from Verizon, where you get your pick of our best deals. Like my plan, where you can pick the perks you want and save on every one. For limited time, bring your own phones to a Verizon store and you can get my plan for our best price ever. Get exactly what you want in your phone plan and only pay for what you need. Bring your phones to your Verizon store today and get my plan. These deals won't last. It's your Verizon. Touchview Interactive from the Yokers Company offers New England's leading schools and businesses technologically advanced and easy-to-use interactive displays, providing enhanced collaboration and improved student outcomes in the classroom, and an easy way to foster communication and teamwork in any business environment. Available in multiple sizes, Touchview also offers a built-in VC, allowing for easy use through video conference systems. For more information, visit Okers.com. This is the Gillette Labs with exfoliating bar. The bar in the handle removes unseen dirt and debris ahead of the blades for effortless shaving in one efficient stroke. A million dollars for picking players? That's a lot of money, DraftKings. You know how many jokes I gotta tell to make a million dollars? Probably like a half of one. Take a free shot at a million dollars with DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. We exist to keep your body and mind moving. It's never too late to rise. Because everybody is a therabody.
TouchView Interactive from the Yokers Company offers New England's leading schools and businesses technologically advanced and easy-to-use interactive displays, providing enhanced collaboration and improved student outcomes in the classroom, and an easy way to foster communication and teamwork in any business environment. Available in multiple sizes, TouchView also offers a built-in VC, allowing for easy use through video conference systems. For more information, visit Okers.com. This is the Gillette Labs with exfoliating bar. The bar in the handle removes unseen dirt and debris ahead of the blades for effortless shaving in one efficient stroke. A million dollars for picking players? That's a lot of money, DraftKings. You know how many jokes I gotta tell to make a million dollars? Probably like a half of one. Take a free shot at a million dollars with DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. We exist to keep your body and mind moving. It's never too late to rise. Because everybody is a therabody. Get in on the action with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the New England Patriots. New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Isn't it time to get exactly what you want? Welcome to Red Hot Deal Days from Verizon, where you get your pick of our best deals. Like my plan, where you can pick the perks you want and save on every one. For limited time, bring your own phones to a Verizon store and you can get my plan for our best price ever. Get exactly what you want in your phone plan and only pay for what you need. Bring your phones to your Verizon store today and get my plan. These deals won't last. It's your Verizon. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket Hotline at 855-PATS-500 or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. To Jose in Texas, who would like to talk about Marte Mapu's impact. Not Marla Maples' insight. Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Hardy. Hey, we're back. Unbelievable. Sorry talking to paul let's go chuckles oh thank you morell just said the most unintentionally funny thing i won't repeat it but oh my god that kid whoo teared up a little bit all right um what's going on are we are you going to talk about kickers want to talk about nick folk is he going to make team is he going to be on the practice squad what's going to happen with nick folk i I love nick folk i mean i think the two in the punters too i feel like the two rookies have the bigger legs but they're inconsistent like they've been i mean we saw what did we see uh uh, rylan missed three was it three kicks yeah he he missed all three on tuesday and then folk missed a couple the next day yeah i I will say for a team who heavily relies on field goals because they have red zone (laughs) issues um, you need a consistent kicker, and I'm going to go with keeping Nick Folk. I, you know what, Tamara? Before your pick three turns into a pick zero, I'm <coughs> with, I'm with you. I like that. What? She's throwing fire. <laughs> I mean, fire. Uh, before your pick three turns into a pick zero, it's soundbite mm-hmm. after soundbite with this uh, with this Tamara Brown <laughs> character over here. Character. I'm just saying, like last in the red zone efficiency last year, like. Yeah, do you want to come away with any points? You got to find somebody you can put, you know, consistently make from 35, 40, 42. Mm-hmm. So starting to push Nick Folk's yeah, I wonder, range. I wonder if there's been conversations between the team and Folk, though. Yeah. You know, like, 
I try this to is keep what we're going to do. We're going to keep the we're going to keep the kid. We're going to cut you. We're going to put you on the uh, wow, almost on cue on NBC Sports Boston. They're talking about the kicking. Oh my grease. Um, you know, we we will talk to you. We'll figure out wh- you know what you're thinking, and we'll get you on the practice squad if yeah. if you yeah. feel like hanging around. And then that gives you some of that comfort. Now, that's dangerous because I think there's a team or two. Um, I've heard some rumblings about Dallas. I've heard some rumblings about San Francisco that are right now kind of searching yeah. for kickers. And, uh, you know, I don't I don't think that if I'm Nick Folk, I would probably sign with one of those teams if I had the ability to sign as the kicker. Mm-hmm. What's the strategy going to be on kickoffs this year? Are, are they just going to go they, for the touchback every gonna time? They're going to kick them <laughs> off the tee. <laughs> I, I honestly, I. Like, I mean, as it, let's I, let's talk about it while we can because I don't know if it's next year or the year after, but the kickoff is going away. Yeah, it's. I, I mean, it's getting to the point of ridiculousness now. I I have no idea what to expect. Like, I just feel like just kick it out of the end zone and like you know, it gets too it gets too dicey trying to like line it up and get them to, you know, I I, I don't know. I it's it's one of those things. I think you needed to see it game out a little bit, you know, and get into the regular season and. I don't know, Paul, what have they been doing on the kicks? I haven't really been paying attention to the kickoffs that much. Well, I think that they've experimented a little bit in the uh, in the preseason games. The first one was a squib. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but since then, everything has been in the air more conventional. Yeah. Um, I think in the preseason, you're going to see guys, um, a lot of times those are young guys, they're going to take them out no matter where they are. Um, in the regular season, I think you're going to see almost all touchbacks. Because I out. think, yeah. well, I, I, even if it doesn't mm-hmm. go out, you just put your hand mm-hmm. up and it's mm-hmm. going to be a touchback. Yeah, you're 25. So unless it's a low line drive that gets you right, you know, gets on you right away at the five yard <coughs> line, I think you're going to take the 25 yard line more often than not. So even just kick them high, make them call for a fair catch. If they don't call for the fair catch, you have a chance to pin them. Yeah, hit them. You know? Blast them. Uh, very anti. But I, I, I just don't, you know, back to your original question, though, Hardy. I. That stat that has been lingering around now. So you know, you're now you're talking about Jake Andrews and Mafi and Ryland, right? They've never cut a fourth round pick who was healthy. Hmm. Bill Belichick, and that's not a small sample size. Twenty no, years. No, that's a lot. Okay. Um, Zappy's starting tonight. That's the word. That right. is. Who, who, where are you getting that from? Uh, I'm getting that from somebody on the ground there, getting ready to Does call. Does he talk like this? Could be. Hey, meathead. Uh, Zappy starting. There. Shut up. How you doing, Hardy? No, you start. You start. I heard. They told me. I thought he was all of a sudden right here. It's like he's in the room. They told me exactly what they wanted to get out there because, you know, I repeat it verbatim, not questioning anything. <laughs> that's not That's not nice and true. Um <laughs> But yeah, that I doesn't surprise me if that ends up being the case. I'm yeah. sure that will be the case. It's just again, what are we looking for offensively then if it is zappy? Are we looking for the guys to be able to run routes and not be so concerned whether or not the passes actually get complete? We're going to this is going to force me to watch the game as an actual analyst watching guys, are they running routes? Are they getting separation? Are they getting open regardless if the ball ends up in their hands or not? Because it is zappy back there who, as we discussed is real good when things go according to plan quickly, whenever there's a decision to be made or something the same way. Yeah. Mac is the same way, (laughs) but Mac at least has the ability to make a decision. Sometimes, sometimes that is true. Mm -hmm. And, 
have that this decision be the right one. I haven't. And to look to Zappi's in Zappi's defense, he hasn't had as much opportunity or experience in order to to get that confidence. But I, I'm just saying, in order to like make a decision on some receivers here tonight or some things that you're going to do offensively, you have to look a lot harder than just you know completion percentage. You're going to yeah. have to look at how guys are out there moving, uh, regardless of of you know whether they end up getting the ball. Do you think there's an element of of you know just as an example like Vrabel hearing that Patriots are going to play their starters tonight, and now Vrabel might say, you know what, I don't need my starting defensive line to go out there and just absolutely maul the Patriots' backup offensive line. I'd rather put maybe my backups out there. And, you know, like, is there any kind of, like, jockeying that way, or do you think they have a plan and I they're think just going to roll with do, it? Yeah, I think yeah. you have to do what's best for your team. I do think, and I know that Bill has sort of um, come back against this, but I, I, I think he's being a little disingenuous about it. I think that coaches often talk yeah. before preseason games and sort of get an idea of, how they're going to handle it. And I think that's yeah. sometimes when you see, and you know, I think Bill last year was a little upset with Brian Dable for the amount of blitzing mm-hmm. that they did. I think when you see that, that sometimes it runs counter to what they had talked about. Now, Bill says that doesn't happen. Yeah. But I think unwritten a, agreement. I think, I, I yeah. think it, 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 that's why I say it's not a lie, but I think like, all right, yeah, you know, oh, you're playing, you're going to play your ones. Uh, okay. All right. Well, listen, I'm going to play my twos, you know, yeah. Let's let's not embarrass them. You yeah, know? yeah. Well, One that's of those a, kind well, of deals. Yeah, especially and then you're blitzing them. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sentence. So and I'm not zero that, blitz. And I'm not and, and I'm not picking that table. But you know, like that's my my point is, I I do think that they kind of have an idea of how each team is going to approach the game personnel wise, and then it's like Mike said, it's an unwritten thing. Yeah. Well, right. They're going to have Trace McSorley out there the whole second half. I probably don't need to be sending any blitzes, you know, like to kill the kid. Yeah. 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 You know, oh, my offensive line is down, you know, seven players, six players. And and without the benefit of the of the of the joints to work some of this stuff out, I think that, you know, it could it could go either way. Maybe you don't have as much of an agreement with the opposing coach. Maybe you have more of an agreement saying like, hey, you know, I know I didn't get a chance to talk to you this week, but here's what I'm thinking for tonight. You do whatever you want, but how does this sound? Yeah, you know, right. it doesn't have to be like right. Uh, right. You're not telling the other team what to do. You're telling you're them what telling you're, what you're do. doing, yeah. and I think that's and what kind of, do you think? Right. Well, that's, that's kind of and that's, and that's why I was just trying to put myself in in Vrabel's shoes a little bit because you know, to be frank, like if the Patriots are playing all their backups at, on the offensive line, and, and Vrabel's like, well, we got to get Jeffrey Simmons some work. Like, they, they're probably not going to get much accomplished in the Patriots' offense with mm-hmm. that defensive line, you know, coming crashing in on Zappy. So. I, I guess we'll just see how it plays out. But I, 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 I would guess they're not going to play their superstars. Like, they're really, really good guys. You know, like, well, I'd hold Trent Brown out. I'd play the rookies, I though. I'd play all, Murphy. You I'd know, play. for Tennessee, it's all about what they feel like they need. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I think that Bill, I think part of the reason why not as many frontline guys are going are because of that, because of the, 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 the offensive line. Yeah. Um, and back to your question, Hardy, of, like, yes. what are you looking for? Like, for me, for me I think – with Zappy in there, I think I'm just looking for like good flow, rhythm, like communication, like no, yeah. no, like what do they call them? Um, medicine balls? Is that what they call them? Hospital, hospital, hospital balls. Hospital. None of those. We like to call no. them hospital balls. Like none of those. Cam Newton threw a medicine ball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> none of those, um, because already you know being down, Trey Nixon and Tyquan Thornton, you can't afford any more. Yeah. 
injuries like that. Yeah. Um, well, that's a good point. I mean, that is no, a, no, that is a good point. You're going to get a whole lot of booty. and uh, Don't throw anybody <laughs> into harm's way. <laughs> yes. Who please. doesn't want a lot of booty? Cunningham and, and Thyric Picks. Pits. 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 Thick yeah. Thyric. <laughs> Thick Thyric booty and... Wow. <laughs> My God. What is going on? <laughs> See how like he just See? puts a he puts a smile on his face, Hardy. He's yeah. the he's like the baby faced assassin. He like, is. He is. Just yeah. like everybody loves him. He's Aren't a handsome guy. I like look at me, I'm smiling but I while I'm jokes. saying inappropriate things. <laughs> inappropriate. Being Sounds negative, like me on my kids. negative. <laughs> making fun of the team, bad caddying, bad caddying, Just or caddying. Can't afford any more injuries Swearing. to sneaky, sneaky, max weapons. Yeah, no I more. Agree. Because then at this rate, we won't even talk about bubble guys because there'll be plenty of room for these guys on the roster if anybody else gets hurt. So. Right, right. Um, it was theorized earlier this week that the Patriots actually have too many receivers. <laughs> What, what are we to do? <laughs> that laugh by Paul. What are we to do? I believe that was a Ben Volman. Oh, my God. I wish. Patriots have too it, many. You know what? They do. They have a lot of receivers right now. The problem is not and, – and I think they do have some good receivers. I think the, the problem is if you have a long conversation about who your number one is, the true answer is you probably don't have a clear-cut number one, yeah. which is not to say somebody can't emerge and become that guy. And you see, you know, players elevate early on in season sometimes, and somebody might emerge as, a, oh, he's your clear-cut number one. But based on what we have right now, it's difficult for me to say, ah, they just got too many right now. No. There's there's two ways of looking at that. Too many good guys, I don't want to cut any of them. And then it's like, I, I, I don't know which of these guys beyond well. – you know, one, two, and three, you can probably yeah. come up with pretty easily. Like, Beyond that, who's well, going to really be able to contribute in meaningful ways? I mean, just go back to what everybody says. They got a bunch of two and twos and threes. Like, you need all of them. Like, you know what I mean? Well, that's, okay, that's like, okay. You, but, but you that's, don't need all – you don't need all of them. Well, you got three. If they're all I twos mean, and three, three guys. I think, they have, three guys. I think they have Juju, Parker, and Bourne, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I don't think anybody would argue whether or not they're good enough to be NFL players. Mm -hmm. No. Right? No. Do you know for sure that Kayshawn Booty's an NFL player? No. Do you know mm -hmm. that Malik Cunningham is an NFL no. wide receiver? No. No. Is Thyric Pitts an NFL wide receiver? Like I, I, I don't. I'm not telling you they're not these guys. I'm telling you they might be worth developing. Demario Douglas, these guys, they might be worth putting in some time and effort to see. I think Douglas is. I think Thornton is. I think he has NFL skills. But to suggest that they have too many receivers is patently absurd. They don't. They don't have anywhere close to too many receivers. Mm -hmm. They have a bunch of guys that are possibly NFL caliber. Mm -hmm. Beyond bunch those three, bunch of guys still on the roster listed as receiver, but not the, not necessarily yeah. NFL receivers. And, and, and then right. also, right. would you be surprised if if those guys don't have any impact at all this year? Like the du top three guys. Like, no, no, oh, no. Oh, Booty and Douglas. Booty, and Douglas, no, Pitts, zero. Cunningham. Would you be surprised if all four of those guys don't make an impact? I mean, that's honest to be – that's what I'm expecting. I'm not expecting yeah. a huge – Like, know? I think Douglas could have an impact. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The other three, I'm not expecting anything. No, from. exactly. That's I feel the same way. That, and I, like what I said earlier about Douglas, I think he is your fourth, fifth receiver on third and long, and he goes out there and, you know, and he'll have some catches on that. But I just – I mean, look at – I mean, right now you're looking at – Kendrick Bourne's played really well the last, you know, two weeks, but, like – an injury to Kendrick Bourne, like like an injury to to, to, to Devontae Parker, like it instantly changes the dynamic, and now you're thinking like, oh, we got to play Demario Douglas full time now, like that, like it just totally changes the dynamic. So I I think they need those three guys. They we said going into camp they needed Th Tyquan Thornton. To, I mean another yeah. you know disappointing summer for him. So 
Uh, it, so it's this, is, this is an example of where you might have too many receivers, mm. okay? Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, Nicole Hardman, Randall Cobb, and Corey Davis ends up retiring. Yeah. Corey Davis probably wasn't going to have a big role. Mm-hmm. He's an NFL caliber. Is he, yeah. is he a star? No. Is he right. a pro bowler? Yeah. Probably not. But five But NFL he's an guys, NFL player five NFL like guys versus Kendrick three Bourne. NFL guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Five to three. And, and, and he probably saw the writing on the wall that he was going to be on the outside looking in, and he decided to retire. He had enough. Yeah. That's having too many receivers. Not, do you think Keyshawn Booty is on the team? Yeah. I think he probably is because they, the opposite of too many receivers, they don't have enough. Mm-hmm. And I think he's worth, you know, is this last little week, week and a half, two weeks, is that a sign of things to come? Is he getting better? Is he worth developing? Sure. Yeah. Uh, the Malik Cunningham thing to me is, I don't get that one. I I want to see him try to develop as a quarterback, mm. and see if there's anything there. Now I'm not telling you he's going to be, but I've I, I've kind of seen the. I, I've been unimpressed so far as a wide receiver. I haven't really oh, seen yeah. anything. No, he's in, he didn't catch the ball. I mean, I mean they were zero for five trying to throw the ball to him last he week. Another drop mm-hmm. in practice Thursday. Yeah, it's, it's if I was t- going to put him on the practice squad, I'd want him to, to try to develop into a quarterback. I just I, I don't get it with Cunningham. I feel like it's a game of telephone where he had a good game and people talked about him, and now that there's just this like sentiment out there that this is like a player that the Patriots absolutely could not get through to the practice squad. Based on what? Like I I mean I, it seems like he's got some promise, but I'd have no. Problem I think he has a lot of promise, and, 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 I'd, and I'd like to see him play because I think he could probably. Make tonight a, a interesting? Di- oh. <laughs> a, uh, no, he could be like a dynamic, entertaining presence out there. But I think his best value to the team right now is on the practice squad yeah. as the scout guy uh, emulating mobile quarterbacks that they're going to be facing on, oh, I don't know, week one. I mean, and that's and that's the thing. Hardy, like, <laughs> and then like, you could just go down the roster and pick guys out like throughout the schedule. It's like, oh, Malik would be good to help yeah. the defense get ready for that guy and that guy and yeah, that I mean, guy. Jalen Hurts is just the well, that's, obvious week yeah, one. And that's what know, they've example. been doing. I mean, that's, you know, in practice this week. That's what he does. You're early on. It's the it's like kind of the starting defensive front seven guys. Yeah. And there's Malik Cunningham with the backups. And that's all they're yeah. doing. Yeah. Read option stuff all day long. So. You know, that, that continues to be what I see as his primary use. They've been trying him in a lot of stuff, and, and I'd love to see him a quarterback tonight. It would make it would make tonight fun, but I, I just I still haven't seen enough that makes me think that they would And if Zappi's starting, the squad. I, I don't know, maybe that means we won't see him tonight mm-hmm. as quarterback. Maybe Imagine if it was just Zappi and McSorley. McSorley yeah. and Cunningham. Not to pick on Volan, but he did write that NFL teams t- t- uh, typically keep five receivers. Patriots right now have seven guys who can make a case. <laughs> I don't think that that's true. I'd Parker, like to hear him make a case Schuster, for Cunningham as a receiver. Born, you know, pretty much locked in. Douglas and Booty have thrived in camp and seem to have won roster spots. Cunningham has a long way to go. Uh, so why does he have a case? Yeah. If he has a long but way he has, to go. But he has likely shown enough versatility as a quarterback and special teamer to make the team. He likely, so that's not as a likely, wide receiver yeah. then. Yeah. But what, what do you list him as? What he's listed at right now was quarterback on the roster. I don't know. I, right? Yeah. I, but I he's not going to make is. the team as a quarterback. No, he's not going to make the team. <laughs> Period. <laughs> I don't I, – listen. I'm with you. I'm I've with been you, wrong, I've been wrong no. a million times, and, and, I'm, and I'm okay with it. I'm, listen, if I had the information, then, I, like, I wouldn't be wrong. I'm telling you my – you know, 
my feeling, I don't think he will make the team, and I definitely don't think he's going to make the team as a wide receiver. He said the one question mark is Tyquan Thornton, last year's second-round pick, who seems to have fallen behind. So I just, well, that's like, how is, his no, but health how is, is he a question, a question and Cunningham has a case at, right. when he hasn't even caught a pass in, in a preseason That's not even close. Yet. Even, like, their performances in training camp is not even close. No. Yeah. I mean, Thornton's he, been far more impressive. Right. He's been far more impressive than Booty in training camp. Oh. All right, Paul. Off you go. Oh, here we are. Just the two of us. We are here. Talking Patriots. We are here. We are here. Talking Patriots with you. You're welcome to join us. 855-PATS-500. Uh, also like to thank Bridgestone, official tire of the New England Patriots. Proud to partner with Sullivan Tire, New England's headquarters for quality Bridgestone tires. Visit SullivanTire.com to find a location near you. They're like kin, Sullivan Tire. They're our kin. Uh, yes. I'd say. Do you watch the television show Billions? I wish I did. I don't. No. no Sorry. Yeah. I'm familiar with it, though. Okay. Yeah. You don't have to. Yeah. I have, and I have been called cranky, curmudgeonly, don't like anything. Not true. I enjoy a great many things in this topsy-turvy world and in this thing we call life. <laughs> I do. I enjoy things in life. What I find I am enjoying less and less are the final seasons of programs uh. or the later seasons of programs that I enjoy at the beginning. Mm. And my two best examples of this are Billions, which I think is demonstrating in the last two seasons has gone on two seasons too long. Uh, the pithy banter back and forth, the number of pop culture references that get sprinkled into normal conversations. It is, it's more mind-numbing than the Patriots pregame show. <laughs> With us, at least we keep it to Jaws, the Godfather yeah, right. the, the and hits. better off we dead. Play the hits. Right? We play the hits. It's just that's pretty much it. And the other one I have Billions? to say, yeah. Yellowstone. Oh. Somebody mentioned Yellowstone the other day. I gotta say, I was in on it from the beginning. I thought it was compelling. I thought it was dark. I'm like, oh, this is cool. This is not your typical Western. This has a couple of different elements to it, and I dig it. It has turned into the weirdest type of like cowboy porn oh yeah that's what you said yeah. stop short I stop short with the horse like you know? all yeah. this stuff and i heard someone else <laughs> talking about it last night and i brought up billions they're like yeah great show i'm like it was until it just turned into the same thing over and over again i'm like aren't you bored yeah. aren't you tired with it it's so hard to wrap a show i find myself I, like look i fell out of yellowstone because you turned me on to it with the cowboy porn thing i'm like i gotta check this out <laughs> and i saw the horses stopping short and you know like slow motion the the, the hoofs <laughs> digging into the dirt the and, paw and, the you foot. know and, and Tyler Sheridan the guy that wrote it he's you know wrote himself a nice cool guy part for it but I felt I fell out on that one I fell out I fell out of a lot of dramas um, I know people probably have Game of Thrones opinions about how that wrapped up um, but yeah I, I it's hard to do it's hard to do in a way that you know you just kind of run out of steam and as much as like you know, everybody wants to write TV shows and because you got more creative freedom but it's like it gets so long and it's like a tonnage issue and at the end you're like Man, we got so much. How do we how do we wrap this thing up? I, I haven't seen a lot of satisfying TV show endings, especially dramas. Yeah, I mean, and l this is going to rub a lot of the people the wrong way because this is another argument I had last night. There was somebody sitting having dinner with us who started watching The Sopranos. A younger person uh -huh. said it was boring. I couldn't get through the first season, <laughs> and a couple of the older guys were like, "Oh, this guy's an idiot." I said, "You know what? 
At the time, it was groundbreaking. Television like that didn't exist. You would have an hour-long drama once a week, and it was beautifully written, wonderfully acted for the most part. And if you get past Gandolfini and uh, Edie Falco and I, I guess Christopher, uh, I, I forget the actor's name, played Christopher. Yeah. You get beyond that, you kind of had a bunch of people who weren't, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Great at acting. <laughs> And and it it's a problem when you're putting up what if you're 25 years old and you've watched Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul and you watch Game of Thrones, you watch all this stuff. Go back and watch The Sopranos from the beginning. I'm not going to hate you for saying, what's the big deal about this show? It kind of sucks. And there's some really bad episodes in it. Like, yeah, yeah, I no, Matt, I don't agree. I think they acted it perfectly. Some Even the bad acting is supposed to be bad acting. They're stupid mobsters. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be bad. But you don't. Uh, I, I, uh, I, like, I just. I was uh, Michael Imperioli, by the way. Michael Imperioli. Oh, he's a fantastic actor. He was great in that role. It was wonderful. Some of the other guys, though, I, I question time to time. Like season one a lot. It picks up in season two, Puss, obviously. He but. was great, you know, early on, but unfortunately, spoiler alert, he doesn't stay with us for the entire series. <laughs> I, I tried actually I never I've never seen all the Sopranos and recently I tried to jump in and, and I, I don't know I wasn't able to like catch the wave and blast through them all I kind of faded out I tell you one season I tell you as we First have season. our as we have our fun time the, this is when the mice play while the, uh, Polly Paul the cat's away Ozark as ridiculous as it got <laughs> at the end I'm like at some point do you, don't you just say no I'm not going to do this anymore as ridiculous as it got still ended pretty strong I think I think they finished pretty strong with that, and Peaky Blinders, a relatively recent show. God, I've 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 been terrible. I've fallen out of TV. Really? Yeah. You're gonna watch all these things. I know. Someday. Uh, okay. Well. Oh, hey, White, hey, there's Zeke. White Lotus. Well, I watch White Lotus, and I was gonna bring that up because I like that as not having to worry about how do we wrap up seven seasons. It's just each season is its own thing and you can kind of jump in and you know what it's going to kind of be tonally. Yeah. And you have some fun and you get out and you don't have to worry about, all right, next season we got a cliffhanger and then we got to figure this out. Like it's just nice and contained, maybe a couple threads you carry over. All right, there we go. Warm-up's happening right now. Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, helmet off. He's not playing. See, right there is where I put the cheat sheet. And when I got to cheat on a test, that's right now. Oh God, this thing is tight. Are they supposed to be this tight? I don't like these helmets, though. I like. I mean, I'll do respect to Zeke. I don't know. I just something bugs me about not having the top bar. It just looks like it's gonna like the face, the shield's gonna get crushed in if it were to happen to catch the wrong way. But I think he knows what me. he's doing. All right, fine. I think he's been doing this. Like, long. Shut up, Deuce. He's gonna be all right. He's gonna be all right. Stevenson. There you got Ramondre there and Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, that seems to be the the whole plan there. The little tandem. Take some of uh, the plate off for Ramondre, and I like it. I like it. I think Zeke's look good. Um, you know, I obviously haven't really ever gotten a look up close at him, but I just he's got a little wiggle to him for a big guy that that kind of struck me a little bit when he gets through the line. He just he's got a little shake and cut and go and uh, and uh, you know as, as we were talking about, I, I'm just intrigued to see him live and see how it works when guys are trying to tackle him. How strong does he look when guys are really trying to get him to the ground? I love guys who think they might have a little something to prove. Maybe he's got a little something to prove to himself. Maybe to prove to the Cowboys who didn't want to give him another deal that he yeah. thought was worthy of his talents and all the contributions he has made to that team. Now you could argue the Cowboys looked at the situation and said, "We gave you offensive line after offensive yeah. line after yeah, offensive yeah. line." Uh, no offense, Zeke, but a lot of running backs could have done what you did. 
Um, That's and a good point. He can, but for if if you're Ezekiel Elliott and you know that you're talented and you know that you're, you know, a special player in the NFL, now's your time to go out and, and, and prove them wrong because the offensive line you have now is not like the ones you had in Dallas. Yeah, right. Well, I just, I, you know, I don't see why not. It's not like he's 33 or something. You know, like, like I, 28. Like, let's let's just be a Patriots fan. Let's suspend, you know, what what the common narrative is right now that he's that he might be washed or whatever. And I mean, he's looked he's looked good. He's got to be a little bit motivated. I forget how old Corey Dillon was when he was here in 04. But I mean, it's you know, it's not totally totally different. Same kind of situation. It's not. It's just the the, the their hard years on running backs. It is these guys. Well, I mean, even with Dillon, you know, that the fall off you saw from like 05, 04 to 05 to 06, then when it was you know, sure, within two years, it was it was no no more. It's unbelievable. It's like miles on a car. It's like you run for sixteen hundred yards one season. Great. Can you do that again? Oh no! I only have so many yards yeah. in this running back body, and I just used sixteen hundred of them in one season. Do you, Do you think with the best NFL line, do you think you could take one carry up the middle for a yard? Do you Who think me? Could, yeah, like uh, like a no. normal dude. Could, like I just I can't even imagine like how you deal with getting tackled like that, like I, no, by those guys, no. and how you don't break your leg every single time. I don't I, look. I, I I heard this put out there years ago by somebody who said. If you play one set of downs or one series, one, you know, entire series as a lineman in the NFL, your body will never be the same. <laughs> I did it in high school and I felt kind of that way. I was like, I never wanted, I got stuck at playing right. tackle because we had nobody. And I, I'm like, this is miserable. Like this is, I want to touch the ball. I want to have fun. It's, it's just lining up and fighting a guy for, you know, 60 minutes. Right. And you, but you can't ask a lineman about it. Cause I asked Mike Flynn this once. I'm like, do you think that's true? And he's like, no. I mean, you get to the NFL and it's a different game. But here's a guy who played college ball. He was always big. He was always strong. Yeah. And he just had to get bigger and stronger, you know, in those years in Baltimore. And But I, I think they do themselves a disservice when they realize just what a toll it takes on the body. So I know that's I kind of got off topic there. But, yeah, give me a great offensive line. And pick up a yard. One yard. You know what? <laughs> if I was half the man I was 10 years ago, <laughs> I'd take a flamethrower to this place. And, yeah, I'd get you that yard. Today, uh, age 52, no. 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 The thought of just being tackled, even by, like, a <laughs> like a toddler right now, I, that, would, that would be... That would be painful, but my daughter is a little too rough with me right now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She's maybe a hundred and five pounds, <laughs> maybe six. She's scrappy though, right? She's athlete. She's got. She yeah. inherited that pool, uh, wiry hillbilly yeah. strength. Yep, that comes from all, App- your, all your kin have that. All, that, all my kin have that. that comes from Appalachia. <laughs> that that'll be. That'll be generations and genera- generations before that's out of the bloodline. She's got it, and I don't like it. She wants to scrap. I'm like, no, 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 not not anymore. And it's no, no, no more fun. All right, we'll go back to the phones here. Eight five five Pat's five hundred. Tony in Canada. Uh, Tony, what's up? Hey guys, um, just calling about the game. I'm excited to watch football. I'm not sure what what to expect, but I'm more <clears throat> thinking about the regular season and um, in terms of where you know what our weaknesses are. Everyone's talking about the O line. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking that's a, a serious, for sure, that could be a serious problem. So I'm wondering if the Pats should go like 0-4 at the beginning of the season, 
what do you think are the odds that things will kind of unravel? And is it possible maybe that this year could actually be worse than 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 last year? If they and, oh, and hold I'm on, I'm take uh, this off. Okay, Tony, I just want to make sure I get your. I want to ask you about. I want to. I want to make sure I get your question right. If they start zero and four, what are the odds that the season unravels? Is that the question? Yeah, okay. In the sense that you know how things were, you know the the the, the dysfunction in the locker room and everything else. I, Is it possible that we could end up in the same situation or worse? And uh, real quick, I'll, I'll get off the line here right away. But I want to just ask you. I heard you guys talking about the Sopranos. I want to ask you uh, if you could give me your idea what the best gangster movie. Uh, your favorite gangster movie. Mine would be The Godfather, the original. But Good question. Yeah, that's all that I had for today. Excellent question. Thank you, Tony. Uh, I, can, I, I, can I combo them up, one and two? Yeah, go for it. Okay, I'm still picking Goodfellas. Yeah. I think. I think I am. I think I would, too. Um, I don't know. It's tough. Don't sleep on Donnie Brasco. <laughs> it's an excellent gangster movie. It's really good. There's elements of all those ones that, like casino, like things that are just special, make each one kind of stand out. Sure, uh, but and I, I like them all. Yeah. <laughs> it's like choosing I think, kids. I think God, yeah, I think The Godfather was my favorite, but yeah, I like them all. It's like I just wonder. I, I wonder if if the other ones would still hit as hard without The Godfather as kind of just like the establishing of the genre almost, and you know, like all that kind of power structure that they set up that's not necessarily completely you know the other movies but it still just gives you kind of like not that they're sequels but you know what i mean they feel all kind of connected yeah i'm just i'm wondering like what ones were missing out on here um would you consider the untouchables a a gangster movie mm-hmm. it's really more not really because it's more from the cops perspective right yeah um ah it's tough it's tough I, you could go old school with miller's crossing i never saw that Cohen Brothers. Come on, Deuce. I've seen a lot of those, but not that one. American Gangster, Denzel, again. Excellent. Excellent. Thoughts on The Irishman? I saw The Irishman. I didn't love it. Okay. I've seen it. Are you ready for this? Three times now. Three times I watched that movie. Way better than it gets credit for. Yeah, it's too long, but it's Robert De Niro and Al Pacino and... Um, 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 Joe Pesci, what what's wrong? They, that what's most of the t- most of that? most of the time with those guys, it's like the problem is the movie was too short. I wanted to keep going. I have to say, I've also watched it three times, and each time it got better for me. Thank you. Ooh. Yeah, Braves so. coming over. Braves coming over. Soon to be inducted in the Patriots Hall of Fame. Oh, Billy O. Oh. It was an awkward little hug there. No. It's a little like, <laughs> little dab, and then I'm like, uh, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? How's shaking? What are we doing? Oh, uh, I like, I like. Ray's. I was going to uh, ask you guys. It's my favorite. How's his relationship with Bill? Do we know? Yeah, he just hugs. Who? Rabes? Yeah, I think it's okay. Yeah. Are they are they good? I know that Rabel and maybe ownership was a little. Oh yeah. That was a thing when he left. Yeah, because he took a couple of shots at like them spending money on Patriot, Patriot Place, Place and stuff like that. And oh. He's made a couple of cracks since then, but he and Bill are good? I, I think so. Okay. Yeah. All right. I didn't know if there was anything else there. Um, oh, honorable mention for the uh, gangster movies, and then I swear we'll move on. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Uh, Mel Gibson in Payback. Oh, Fantastic! It is it Who is a top ten for me all is that time. Where his kid gets kidnapped. No, um, that's like ransom. He, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's ransom, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. 
I, Give me back my son. <laughs> wow. Or is the too much the too much tuna guys refer to those and the Liam Neeson movies as right, right, take How dare me. you take my daughter? <laughs> uh payback Mel Gibson. Watch it, trust me, take my word for it. All right. Um Tony in Canada's question. Will the season unravel if they start 0-4? I I don't mean to, I'm not being a jerk, and I don't think they're going to start 0-4. But the season's over if they start 0-4. Absolutely, they have to they have to win one, preferably two of their first four. And that's they why they have I, to uh, have to have to. And that's why I saw a little scuttlebutt today about uh, about September being an extension of the preseason again. I saw you know some people kind of commenting that after it got out that the Patriots weren't going to play starters tonight. I'm like, you can't afford to start late like you you've been a team that's been on the cusp of the playoffs the last three years one game or two goes I, and i'll tell like, you the difference you gotta come out good the difference this year between this year and the last two years the last two years they've had really tough starts to, to the season yeah. schedule wise yeah then they had a long soft part of yep. the schedule to be concluded with another tough section this year it's not a long easy stretch in the middle it gets a little easier and then there's some tough games and then it, there's a, like the easy games this year, like quote unquote. E- I mean, yeah. they have Indy. In my opinion, they have Indy and Washington is yeah. games that they should be, they should be better than those teams. Yeah. Right. The other games that you're quote unquote thinking of the soft part of the schedule are teams like you, Denver, Pittsburgh, Giants. Yeah. Like those are not going to be all easy games. Yeah. Even the Raiders. You know, th- those are not going to be easy games. Chargers. They're all tough. Oh, wow, okay. oh. Trey Lance. All right, so this brings up a question. Would you trade Trey? Why oh, didn't sorry. the Patriots trade for Trey Lance? Is that the question? The, it was brought up earlier this week. If you want to see Paul get mad all over again, <laughs> no, I won't. I'm not. That's not the part that makes me mad. What? I'm going to mention the part that gets you mad. No, no, you haven't even heard it yet. Would you, <laughs> <laughs> Would you have traded? Bailey Zappi and a third round pick for Trey Lance. Well, I mean, realistically, no, but I, I but I'd be intrigued by it just because I, I really liked Trey Lance's traits, at least. I mean, I think there's something intriguing about, you know, having a raw lump of clay, but he just he hasn't played a lot of football. So, I mean, practically, no, because ba- Zappi right now is developing into what you want out of a back quarterback, you know, somebody that knows what he's doing and, and hopefully can get in there and, you know, not totally blow blow it. But 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 I'd be intrigued by, by Lance. I mean, if, if they had got found a way to get him in as like the third quarterback, I'd be all for it. I think. You know, I mean, I always am saying I any agree. quarterback, I love it. Um, but Lance's issues at this point there's are, a ceiling. are well done. Here's I mean, the part which there's a pisses. high ceiling there. I I agree, and, yeah. and I would be intrigued by it. I, I think his ceiling mind. is higher. I don't know that he can play, but I I I think we know that Zappy can be that career backup guy. You can have a nice career as a backup quarterback, and who knows. Maybe you get the call up in a Super Bowl on, you know, one fine Sunday in Minneapolis and shock the world yeah. and beat the Patriots. I mean, you can you can do that. That can happen. Ooh, nice but KB. in terms of the ceiling, I think the ceiling is higher with Trey Lance. I would have been up for it. What pissed Paul off was the notion that you would have to give up a third round pick. Well, oh. you know, and that's strong. But yeah, like the people are saying, would you t- send Zappy in a third round pick for Lance? Like as an and NFL a, and a pl- as an NFL player, Zappy's done more than Lance. Mm-hmm. So yeah. why do you have to throw a third round pick right, in? Right. You know what I mean? Maybe they should throw a third round pick in. How do you like that? Now, like, 
I think they both have a lot to prove. I, I, I do listen, I'd be I'm exactly the way you put it, Mike. If I had a chance to just get Trey Lance, yeah. Like he's available and I can sign him good, and it's good kid too. You know, it's you know? like it's like March or April and I can just sign him. I'd love to be able to see if there's anything there and see if he can develop them and sounds just a mid round pick. You know, like see what see what was there. Um but I'm not necessarily interested now of trading something for him. Now with uh with Dallas, maybe they looked at it as well, we've got a chance to get a young guy. Dak's gonna have a huge cap number, I think, next year. He's one of the higher paid guys. Coming off kind of a so so year for him. You know, maybe if he has another bad year, you start to wonder: Does he not? Is he not coming back from that injury? Mm-hmm. And is he not the same guy? And you know, maybe two years from now, you know, yeah. with a whole year in the Dallas system, maybe Trey Lance is ready to compete. Who knows? Yeah, and you know, Jared just loves it. Jer- you know, Jer- get, oh, get, get Jer- Trey, Trey Lance. Where are my quarterbacks? Yeah. There's my Johnny Walker. Uh, so they're sending a fourth round pick to the 49ers for Trey Lance. And not their current backup quarterback, right? Just a fourth round pick. So, like, do you, <laughs> like, am I not wrong? even a third round pick? <laughs> no, you couldn't have been more right. 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 You like, could not have I been don't more think right. You need to send a, a backup quarterback and a pick. Right. That's beautiful. All right. And by the way, the the just back to the the Patriots record. Should they lose to the Eagles, Dolphins, Jets, and Cowboys to start the season? Look, uh, you look at them maybe winning one or two of those games with the expectation that. Oh, then you can maybe get a win against the Saints. Yeah, uh, you can maybe get a win against the Raiders. Because after that, you've got the Bills. You have to go to Miami. But then maybe you can beat the Commanders. If you don't win any of the first four, that that puts into question whether you can get a win against any team. And right. that, that's really where things start to fall. And apart. that's yeah. kind of what I was talking about. Like, so you have that that gauntlet to start the season. In, in the last two years, after that four-game gauntlet, you've had four or five games that were more than winnable. This year, it's a couple of games that are kind of toss-up games with New Orleans in, the, in Vegas, and then you've got, got Buffalo and Miami. Yeah. I th- you know what, Paul? The thing that got overlooked when the schedule came out, and I'm sure you guys didn't because you did a, probably a much better job of breaking it down oh, and having to broke uh, it all the way I'm down. I'm semi-retired. All the way. <laughs> but <laughs> the Don is semi, semi-retired. <laughs> um, the last four games to me are the gauntlet, and you could make an argument for the last six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're talking about the last four are Chiefs in Denver, in Buffalo, and then the Jets. Now, we don't know what the Jets are going to be, but Aaron Rodgers, last time I checked, was still a pretty decent quarterback. Right. Yep. If you count the two games before that, Charger, Chargers and at Steelers, um, I don't know what the Steelers are going to be. They're not going to be easy games. I think the Chargers are going to be good. So you got Chargers, Steelers, Chiefs, Broncos, Bills, Jets to finish your season. So you, do you want to talk about an 0-4 start and being able to salvage it when those are your last six? No. 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 So it's just – they got to start well. I mean, they got to be ready to go. That's you know, that's that's the thing. There's no more. Oh, we're gonna you know see how it goes in September, and then we can make it work up. out the kinks. No. I don't think it's going to be an issue though. I think they, I think they figure out a way to win. Certainly one, and possibly two of those first yeah. four. And I think that's, I think that's a pretty decent accomplishment for this team and this roster and what they're trying to, two. what they're trying to do for sure. They're two and two after those four games. I don't think there'd be too many people in New England that'd be upset. No, no, they're still they'd be upset with one. And you're right. I think, realistically though, you need to prepare yourself for one, and be happy with two. Yeah. Now, when I say that, I think people would be happy with two. 
that's assuming you know you never know how the games unfold like right. it's, you got to see it yeah if you like you know had a chance to win all four and only won two, I'd be upset. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. Like, if you, you know, let two of them you slip blew away. You yeah. 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 Um, let's but grab a... I guess the bigger point there would be like, oh, maybe we're better than we thought. No. Grab a couple of calls here. William in Philadelphia. We were just talking about your Eagles there, William. Unless you're a Patriots fan, I assume you are. Hello, William. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> how you feeling? Good. All right. Um, I'm a diehard Patriots fan. That's nice. I, I, I can't believe what for for another season. Oh God, Bill, Jesus. Um, okay, I, what? I, I'm so eager to get the the Paul Evan Juice, whoever. I don't even care at this point. <laughs> okay. I'm just very eager. Right. Um, I am very shocked that Bill had let this offensive line go the way it is. If that was one thing I could say that was good about Bill, he always had a good offensive line. And here we are right now, ready get ready getting ready for Week One. To go against the Philadelphia Eagles, are you really playing this game, sitting around and not getting on the phone, making deals or trades or something? You know, try give Mac a tackle, whatnot. I just, I don't, I just don't get this. I don't like he wouldn't do this to Tom Brady. So why, why are you doing this to Mac? Um, well, I, some people would argue we did it with, to Tom Brady for twenty years. Well, yeah, I mean that Brady did have decent lines, but it wasn't. Uh, they, <laughs> Brandon Gorn and Tom Ashworth. I mean, oh, not every year. Not no, but every But that's season. the majority of the years. Like, I think a lot of people who bash Bill, that's what they would bash him for is they never, you know, 2007 was sort of an anomaly where they went out and got Randy Moss and Wes Welker and they said, hey, let's go. You know, here we, you know, here we, we're going we're gonna to load it up. But I think more he's talking. Often, more often than not, they had undrafted rookies like Ryan Wendell and, you know, yeah. Dan Conley, Joe Andruzzi, those were the offensive linemen, and they would just kind of have. But at least you had a couple of guys, a couple of veterans that you could count on, or a couple of like, oh, like Mankins, Le- Mankins, yeah. Volmer, somebody up there. It's like okay, we can rely on these guys. Who's the reliable offensive lineman other than your center? Yeah, Andrews right and now. Andrews. Ain't yeah. none. And a yeah. Ain't none. Yeah. Yes, there are. Ain't none, bro. But there are. Yeah. I would, I'm going to push draft. back on that. Like, Andrews and Owenu, a good draft. offensive lineman. Yeah. Like, uh, I think I'm there's so more bad. talent there than, than you're given credit for. I uh, think Andrews and Owenu were good. I mean, I mean is that a it's, controversial it's take? It's 40% no. of the line. Is that a controversial <laughs> no, take? It's not. I don't no. mean to be like Johnny Homer here. You can still hate the line and still like those guys. Like, it's, <laughs> right. Know, like, I mean, you can say I, there's questions at tackle and still say they have two good offensive linemen. Yes. But see, this is what I don't understand. Why do y'all protect Bill? Y'all I'm not protecting Bill. Of everything. I, yeah, I mean, I don't understand. I can't win. I Bill can't Bell win for losing. Can't do no wrong in nobody's eyes. Right, William, William, we're, still, we are with you on your tackle argument. We just don't agree okay, no, wait, that wait, David wait, Andrews wait, and Wenyu like, are scrubs. I think, they should, I think they should have drafted a tackle early yeah. in this past I draft. Yes. I'm, I'm with you on that uh, argument. Yeah. I do. Uh, I, I, th- I, I'm not defending Bill for that. We all thought they would. I'm not defending Bill on that. I think they should have. Yeah. They didn't. Okay, can we can we can we agree with this? Since since Tom left and he went and got a Super Bowl, your beloved coach has can't even do that. He's still struggling to get the roster together. Can we agree with that? Or uh, are you going to fight me on that too? No, no, William, you're. No, at, I'm not going to fight you on the fact that they're not as good without Tom Brady. No, no. And I'll tell you, and uh-huh. William, thank. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. We got to grab one more call before no we problem. do our over unders. No Thanks for okay. the call. I will say this. Uh, 
for anybody who is not willing to concede the obvious, which is, was it Brady or was it Belichick? It was both. But if you are forced to choose between the two, that battle has been won. And short of winning a Super Bowl with someone else, Bill can never win that argument. For people who yeah. insist on choosing one or the other, was it more was it Brady or was it was it Bill who won all those Super Bowls? Brady won that argument for the people who will not concede it was it was the combination. Yeah, well, I just I just think the guys that are on the field probably should get the majority of the credit regardless of Montana and Bill Walsh or, you know, any of the other great combinations. And I mean, that's just how it is. Like, I, yeah, I but, agree, but I agree with that. Of course. Find, find me one great team where you're like, yeah, the quarterback was all right, but it was really the coach. Like players, I, you know, make, really? players make systems. Of course. But you're you know. talking about New England where in Bill we trust has become a yeah, household no, phrase that everybody sure. knows. I, I know and you're I, swimming against. I, this, and I'm going to be in full, full disclosure here in the midst of it. I was one of those guys. I thought it was more Bill. I was wrong. I think it was more Tom. Idiot. How could you <laughs> ever think that? I thought you knew. Idiot. I thought you knew sports, man. I, do, I thought well, I did just, too. I, I also like, I just, I want to push back a little bit on just like, I think you can appreciate Bill Belichick as a head coach without feeling the need to say that it was all him that did it. You know, like, like you can appreciate him and what he did and still give him the proper credit yeah. that he deserves without saying that, you know, like. But yeah. Tom was on the field. Tom, like, executed the plays at the end. Like, I'm you know just I mean? pushing like, back on, like, how different it is. Like, I don't think he I, – I think he – I think Bill has constructed his team in a very consistent manner absolutely. for the vast majority yeah. of these years. It worked when 12 was here. It's it not working now. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I could rattle – Greg Robinson Randall, <laughs> Brandon Gorin, mm-hmm. um, Tom Ashworth. They had uh, – Nick Casher. They had <laughs> average <Kasher>. – average <laughs> – Average, average tackles. Mm-hmm. Average offensive linemen. Yeah, they had a Logan Mankins. Like now, they had a really good lineman or two. Mm-hmm. And then two or three others that Dan Conley, Ryan Wendell, like just plug them in. Remember the year they went through four centers? Nick McDonald, remember that name? Oh <laughs> That's God. a good one. That's a good one. Like, it worked because of 12. Yeah. Like, that's the part I missed. Yeah, that's the part I I, I look well, back at, and I was wrong. Also, know that he comes from a coaching's pr- perspective. When Paul and I walked off the golf course earlier today, a guy comes up to him and says, "Coach, oh, a guy that Paul coached in baseball, oh really, thirty one years Coach. ago. It was, probably, it was probably ninety four. They haven't seen each other. Okay, twenty nine years ago. <laughs> they haven't seen each. Have you seen him since? Probably not." No, th- maybe once or twice, but not certainly in the last 25 years. Fell into that old shorthand yeah. speak yeah. back and forth. Oh, been? my you God. All this back and forth to the point where I said, I'm going to go now because <laughs> it's raining. Yeah, right. I'm going to at least stand it over here under the You east. enjoyed that. So, that you, you just mischaracterized that. You got a kick out of that. I, I wish I had anyone come up to me and look up to me the way that that you really now man. So? That makes me feel good. You really thought that? I thought I th- he still looked at Paul. This guy was like now in his, you know, forties, a successful yeah, like, <laughs> you know, banker guy. Oh. He always wanted to be a banker. A banker. And and he's looking up to Paul and like talking to him like he was still like in charge. Of I him. thought you were gonna say Paul was disappointed because he thought it was one of his fans. And no, he's like, oh, it's a kid I coached it together. Was, I thought it was one of my super. No, fans. I <laughs> actually and believe it or not, and Hardy was even impressed. He's like, you, you know, like I can't believe you remembered him. I was like, no, I was looking and then I heard his voice. Yeah. He like, recognized oh, no, the guy's voice. Like, 30, he's like, 
Well, I, I saw him before. Like when, when we walked by and we said hi, and then I heard him, and then I looked, and I was like, that I look, and I put it together like as I heard the voice. He came up to Paul, and though. he did. He recognized Paul. First. He did. That happens a lot to Paul. Though. Yeah. Uh, Eldred to you a lot too. Ah, uh, nah. Well, hey, so yeah. I, I was today. in Hardy's element today. <laughs> yeah. Eldred, what's going on, my man? Then just looking for an interesting game, but uh, I feel Williams Payne and Paul. I agree with you with those with uh, or Andrew or uh, Connolly and all them. I take them right now over the line we got now besides the win you and uh, yeah. Andrew. But would they I'll see take my them right now. my point that That's that I think we all overlook is we all look at those guys and we say, oh, yeah, I'll take them. I'll take them. Well, will we take <clears> them, or did Brady make them look better than they were? Cause Brady he, made yeah. this a little bit of both. But yeah. mainly, you know what Brady I mean? Brady made look better than well, yeah. Brady is Brady. And and I've, I've been seeing that from day one. When, um, Deuces get mad at me all the time. Hey, Deuce, yeah. do you like the record without Brady gone now? No. Do you like it? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> How do you do you like it? We're all experiencing it together. You, <laughs> I'm, throwing, I'm gonna keep throwing rocks at you, bro. I told you. Is always Brady, and I'm I'm a, I'm a diehard Brady fan. I love Bill as a coach, GM. I can't stand his guts. Who? Oh, I can't. All right. Wait, where you do it? Where you get the rocks? I just can't do it. Hush. I've been saying it for 15 years, right, Paul? You have. You're <laughs> consistent. You've hated everything and everyone for 15 years. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but I'm looking. I, I hope they do play Matt Jones. They play at least play the starters a little bit. I don't think they're going to. I know he got. I know, but. Don't you think they need to work a little I, bit? I do think that they could use a little work. Yeah, yeah they could, but they need health well, more than anything. Like, is Eldridge, it ne- so. necessity? Probably not. I no, would agree with you guys. No. But figure it, figure okay. it out on your own time, even though we have to watch this thing tonight. Eldred, keep it between the lines, my man. Whoa. Oh, I'm going to do that. Y'all have a good one. All right, Later. thank you. All right. <laughs> that's that's trucker talk. No, I, I, I get it. Uh, did, did the you? sensor goes off, though, when you go outside the lines. It does. Said, what but, for Eldred? Yeah. Eldred doesn't need sensors. I said, but it will. It goes off if you if you veer. I don't know that veer. he has sensors. Okay, he's a professional <laughs> truck driver. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Just because he doesn't need the sensors doesn't mean he can turn them off in his cab. You can take the reservation. Okay. You just can't keep the reservation. <laughs> Erica in Virginia, our final call of the pregame. What's up, Erica? Hey guys, always a pleasure. Thanks for squeezing me in. Of course. Um. Quick question about the O-line. Who was it, uh, Paul? Were you team Owenu and Andrews? Is it? Yeah. yeah, I think they're good yeah. players, yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay, oh, and I'm with you on that, 100%. However, are we going to leave Strange out of that? Because I feel like he worked better with Andrews versus Sprint for the rest of the season. Well, well, not yet. I'm not putting him in there yet. Yeah, I don't I put mean, Strange in no. there yet because, you know, and I'm, I'm just judging this off of Bill. Yeah, Bill took him off the field three different occasions last year, healthy. Mm-hmm. So I think he struggled a little bit as a rookie. I expect him to be better this year. And I agree with you, Erica. He was better when yeah. he was with David Andrews, which tells me right. he needs the help. Right. All did right, you, Erica. Did, did you let Erica go? Or I did, did not. Drop? She hung up on her own. Okay. No. She yeah. knew that we have to get to the over-unders. Okay. It's time for this week's edition of Over-Unders. You're over me? When were you under me? I got a real problem with the standings here. What happened? Oh. Because last week's game didn't even finish, so how can we have, like, full numbers from last week? You go with what you have. Oh, it's unbelievable. All right, go ahead. Go, rattle them off. All right, last rattle week, Mike, 4-2, <laughs> Paul, 5-1, Hardy, 3-3. Three and three. 
bringing the season totals to Mike and Paul nine and three preseason totals, and Hardy seven and five. Are we gonna? I, I know no, I just wipe out. Okay, these, they, these wipe out. Yeah. All right, I ask every oh. year, five years now. So, I just want to make sure. I, I, all right, so I'll, I'll take a run at it tonight. Just, you know, spoiler alert: I may pick the opposite just for sport. Ah. I'd never do so that. This is, this is going to be different. Okay. Yes, I never do <laughs> I that, it. but I might have to do it tonight because I got some ground to make up. All right, Malik Cunningham snaps at quarterback at a half. Deuce. Uh, I'm going to go under on that. I think uh, I think we're trying to get him at receiver now, and they don't want to show any more of him at quarterback. Uh, I would agree with Mike. Under. Well. <laughs> I just thought I'd open the door for you. Yeah, I, I actually I ruined that. One I should have taken the over just to make him make a decision. One snap, okay, but this isn't crazy. One Quarter, snap at quarterback. Quarterback. Yeah, if he gets one snap, I win. Yeah. Yes, I'll go over a half. Total interceptions thrown three and a half. I'll take the under. Yeah, I'm sorry. That sounds like a lot in a third preseason game. I have to go under on that one too. I'm gonna go over. Oh. Pull a Hardy just for a little fun. Oh my god, a little fun. Total Do you have number? any reasoning behind it? The, the bad quarterbacks are going to be playing. Okay, well, that's a pretty good reason. <laughs> uh, total number of Patriots punts, five and a half. Five. Um, mm, no, in a preseason game, you're going to go for it uh, more often than not, so I will go under. Under? Um, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll go under, too. Why not? I'll take the over. Nice. We're going to have blood. Number of callers that make it on air in the post-game show, seven and a half. What is this supposed to mean? This feels like a shot. It feels like a shot. Late night, week three preseason game. I don't know how many people are going to be calling in. It's not a shot at you. It's a shot at our callers. It's a great show that people want to talk to. Well, whatever we establish as the record tonight, we'll have to keep in mind for that Christmas night. (laughs) There we go. Ho, ho, ho. I'm going to go under. Oh, is it me? Yeah. Seven and a half callers on air. Over. Wow. Optimistic. Yeah. I got to go over on that one, too. That doesn't I feel like seem... we have some control over that one, Hardy. Thank you. <laughs> Bill Belichick post-game presser length. Please Four applaud. minutes. <laughs> Please call him. Post-game presser length. Um, I need more information on this one. Whatever is normal post-game. No. They usually no, no, uh, no, they no, average 358, so it's tough. It's tough. Is it me? Again? Uh, it is you. Yeah, it is you. Uh, I will take the under four minutes. Well, he barely had one last week. I feel like maybe he feels the need to make up for that, so I'm going to go over. I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Under. And the total score, 38 and a half. Yikes. Oh. Hmm? Uh, 2017 will be under. You do some examples to kind of like it feels like. <laughs> hey, shut up, Deuce! How's that for an example? <laughs> if it was like thirty-eight nothing, that, that came would, out that of nowhere, didn't? Yeah, it, it really did. Well, it was so well, aggressive. Under, 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 please, thank you. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go under two. Yeah, I'll, I'll make it unanimous. Okay. All right, there you go. Uh, just a, a hangover point before you get to your thing. I just would say, you know, talking about Strange, it's like Strange and Thornton, same draft class. Similar kind of thing. Like, needed them to take a jump this year. They both got hurt. They both, you know, like, haven't really found any momentum this summer. And I just think that's one of the disappointing aspects of this this summer and that draft class that's not really panning out right now. I have a hangover point. Tamara was drinking Pedialyte in here. She loves it. Okay. Yeah. That's for hangovers. 
No, she, well, it's also, it's got a lot of electrical. Preventative for hangovers. Yeah. Whatever. She's going to get after it tonight, I guess. I just, I like, I like the physical <laughs> really comedy that. of the hangover <laughs> point. <laughs> Paul, anything else? No, I think Deuce made a good point there about the, the draft class, though. Did I hadn't he? really, hadn't really thought of that. And, you know, it's, it is kind of disappointing. You like to see your young guys, first and second round picks from a year ago, year two jump, slow start. I mean, not saying they can't have a year or two jump, but slow start with the yeah. injuries in training camp. Yep. All right. Well, uh, kickoff isn't for another half an hour, so we got plenty of time to uh, pull the levers and switch the plugs and everything here on Patriots.com for all the many fine services uh, we provide to you uh, during the actual game. So uh, enjoy those if you can and if you wish. I, I wish that you At least you will eight of you. Now, join us. <laughs> For the post-game show. And, and make it, sure you're ready at 8 o'clock for the telecast, too, because you're going to get some good Muppet time. Are you go, are you going on right at 8? Yeah, we're going on, we're going on at 8. We're going to talk a little roster uh, stuff. So I got something in, in the car early. for you. Are we going to have to do that after the post-game? Sure. I right, won't do it after the post Hey, talk to you during the post-game show. Uh, also, very quickly, Matt, let's get this in. Thank you, Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism. Great memories are made in Massachusetts, no matter how you choose to make them. Indoors, outdoors, scenic views, city vibes, solo or family style, whatever moves you, whatever the season plan, you're perfect. Massachusetts Getaway at visitma.com. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.